And welcome everybody to the Saint-Sea Cosmocast. I'm your host, Ramses. Per usual, I am not alone here. I have Bankus. Hello, everybody. And of course, I have Common Rider Furry. That's me. Wow. Um, so so I, I thought, like, you know, I, I know this is kind of a weird recording. When you see this episode, we, we had something originally planned. We, had, we were going to look at the last couple of episodes of the, from, what was it, 50, 55 to 58? So we were going to look at those from the original series, but I, not, I'm, I, something happened. I won't specifically talk about what happened just yet. We, and the thing was, this, this, well, this affects everything I, I'd done. Like, this is everything I, I had already planned and everything like that. It was, it's been, throw, like, I had to throw us all away for, for some new plans. And this is sort of like the new plan that we're doing here. We're just, we're going to do this recording. And basically, we're just going to go over the news. And then we had, we had, we were originally going to have, like, our, when we had some time off, we were going to have some interviews with other um, people, like, from the, in the fandom. Unfortunately, because of the circumstances that happened with me and my family, I have to now take this, take whatever I have left and just splice it in to this episode. So there's going to be an interview with the Sierra Casa. They're amazing hosts. Uh, they, they, they like, you know, they, they are very nice and very, very wonderful. And it's, it's so good to hear them from someone outside of the, outside of our sphere. Like it, it's so talking to people from Argentina who are, you know, big fans you know, talk to us in, in English about this stuff and, you know, just talking about their experiences and all that stuff. So it's a really good interview. I'm, I'm really proud of it. And I'm really happy to have interviewed them for this show. So, like, I was going to keep this secret, but unfortunately, again, this was circumstances beyond my own control. I had, I had to, um, I had to put it into this episode. So secondly, um, I want to say that um, originally as planned as well, there was going to be one more episode that we were going to record in December. And we were going to take a longish break. We we're going to take like about a one month break, and we were going to put in all these episodes. Like I said, we were going to put in the, the, that interview with like splicing with others, the other um, things that we were going to have. But that, thanks to time constraints with like other with other people, and also we just couldn't find other, other people like get, get the hold on time, and then I dumped something that I should not have dumped. I now have to put everything I had planned on hold and put this. Unfortunately, we are going to take a. Uh, a short hiatus right after this episode. We're going to be taking about a month's hiatus. If something if something breaks, it will convene as soon at uh, earliest convenience. Because I do know for a fact that December is just horrible. Like all of us, just just um, you know, it's gonna be like hell and back. It's gonna be like hell with like you know trying to get gifts, you know, or you know working like extra like extra hours or whatever. So I completely understand. I'm completely in um understand that like the the um circumstances about like why it's going to be very difficult to record something in um in, in december so we're going to take a break in december um and like i said like there's no shows whatsoever going to be in december unfortunately so we're just gonna like fly by the seat of our pants and just hope that like nothing big happens till then so um yeah so, so uh, we, we were discussing this for a while too because i said like look december it's just gonna be a hectic we're, we're now you guys work i don't but i don't want to interview and i want to interfere intervene in what you guys are doing especially it's december and like you know i'd rather, rather you guys spend your time with the family or with, like, with people you love so yeah and lastly i have to discuss something that happened last week last can I, week can i say something before we move on to that real quick on. do you mind um on. i uh, on what we were talking about before i 
this is just because I I hear it in your voice. The, it, it's not Ramsey's fault, 100%. We all had stuff come up in our personal lives. And I mean, it's just that time of year. But on top of that, extra things are happening. And I know that that Ramsey's is the type of person to take take the lead and to take the fall. But it's all three of us have stuff going on. It, it's nobody's fault. So Ramsey's to you, just please don't blame yourself. And and I don't think anybody else would. But on the off chance, nobody blame Ramsey for for this either. If 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 this is like shocking or upsetting, but this like he said, this has been in the plans for a while. We just have to speed it up a little bit. Unfortunately, we're all fine. We're all we're all gonna make it through this and it's, just, it's the holiday season so that just kind of makes everything's 100 times more intense than it needs to be but everything will end up okay i have i have good faith yeah that's right like we are gonna be fine just quite a few things i think that for everybody outside of our control happened during the, this period but we just need a little bit of time to cool off and we will come back stronger than ever and next mm-hmm. year i just i i heard that that kind of you you taking the fall and it's not your fault and i don't want you to be not that this situation requires a fall guy but i don't want that to to land on you like we all have stuff going on and we're all here for each other even our listeners are here for us so everything's gonna be good we're just we'll take a, a month or so break and we'll come back strong yeah like i said it's, it's nothing it's, and maybe i should have phrased it more differently where it's like it's stuff beyond our own control and that it just it just circumstances beyond my own control like not even not even no one's controlled it like no matter like even no one in this room this virtual room no matter no one in this no one you know was no one the fandom no one anything could have predicted what like what what that happened it is something personal I, again and if you want to find out i will find me on whatever social medias and you know i'm more than welcome because I'm, I'm like that like i'm i'm cool just laying it all out but here I want to keep it positive or at least try to keep some sort of resemblance of positivity or at least some sort of like environment of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get the one more semi-negative thing out of the way. And then there's a lot of fun, positive stuff for us to talk about. All right. One last thing. Um, If you may have noticed, if you may have noticed last week, the website went down. (laughs) (laughs) This This is less of a, this is less of like a sad thing and more like, I just want to punch a wall type of thing. It's like literally... I was I was record I was trying to I wanted to like look over some information just to for like for like information's sake just to like remember things for like next episode. And next one thing that's another and Tumblr said that I had been banned. And <laughs> I literally the entire weekend I was back and forth between them. And then I think Monday, that immediately that Monday they the, the like they came back to me like oops, we did a mistake. Our bad. And I'm like, you could have just told me this back like you could have told me this back and you could have told me this back and um Back in back back in Saturday Saturday uh, Saturday morning, and we could have easily been done with all this. But oh well. But I will say this before we went into damage control mode. <laughs> no, but I will say this: this was beneficial too for another reason. We do now have a backup plan. We do have a backup place in case of an emergency. We do have backups in place. So again, the website's selective. www.scosmocast.com. That's still that's still valid. In the in the off chance that like this happens again, if by like, some snafu or like by or some whatever reason, we ha- we we the site has to like the site has to go. There's there we there is gonna be a place where we can dump everything and have everything there for you to have access. So at least have everything there so you can access the show from there as well. So yeah, I, I know it's been a lot. I know we were damage control all this time, but like I felt like 
and it's just like when it happens, like it's it's like it happens so quick, everything, and it kind of like kind of stressed me out. I'm not gonna lie, it stressed me out a lot. No, <laughs> no, it didn't. I couldn't tell. I'm sorry. I'm just picking at you. That's fine. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. Like I, I, I just said, like, and I do appreciate all the people, all the support from people who are giving me advice and telling me where to go, especially Bangkok and YouTube. I'm coming right for you guys. We're telling me on places where we can do things. And hey. I took a lot. I took a lot of your devices, and like, there's thing now. There's safeguards in place just in case. So we're gonna. So like, just just and like, yeah, that off chance something were to happen again like that, like there is gonna be safeguards in place. So that's the good news. Yeah, it's always better to be prepared because it, it, it's stuff like this that we never like. Nobody expects things like that to happen, but sometimes they come in the worst possible moments. Yeah, it came. It came at like the worst possible time for like I think all of us also like this is like. Like this, this is like a, this is like just continuation of like follies from like last week. Now just like it was like stuff that was, that was stuff like okay, fine, we are we, we we can walk this off. But like now we're at a point where it's like now this is kind of things where it's like okay, this is now getting to a point where we cannot like stuff that that stuff that that like it's it's real world things. It's like it's stuff that like we cannot we cannot fix at this point. That now it's not it's time to take effect. But like I said, um. Uh, let's try. Let's be positive for. Let's be positive here. Like I said, like we're what we're, we got. We have some. We we're not gonna completely leave you completely um, down on the dumps on a lot of things. Like I said I'm thankful for. I'm, I'm blessed to have you guys on the team. I'm blessed to have like. I'm blessed to have the fans listening to the show. I'm, I'm blessed to having everybody that that's you know currently like you know doing stuff with the show as well, like spinning around. I do really appreciate that as, that as well. And like I said, we're, we're later on. We're gonna be uh, uh, later on in the show. We're gonna be discussing some other things as well. Cause like, we, like we're originally gonna have like a bigger blowout, but instead we're just gonna like look. Let's just let's just have like let's just have let's just talk about our 2022 and the fandom and stuff like that. And just in the end, we'll I'll just give you we'll have our proper goodbyes. But for now, let's let's, let's talk about some cool things. Let's talk about toys. Let's talk about let's talk about merchandising. Let's talk about things that require the the require us to like transfer money to other things to acquire other things. So. <laughs> That was overly complex for no reason. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, well, the, you know, we had the. Hmm? You know, uh, speaking of like the the things that have been popping out, uh, all these series of events can cause quite a bit of stress on one person, and a lot of people deal with stress in different ways. Some like to go to the park and f feel the fresh air. Some like to throw themselves into a book, and some just like to throw their worries away with a nice blend of alcohol which lead us into our first bit of news which is that the nagahama distillery is going to be releasing with a collaboration with saint seiya a whiskey apparently called called the gold saint whiskey series mm. uh, and uh, the first one uh, being with ayoros I, right? now I'm, I'm not a whiskey I, I i get mean when i drink whiskey like I don't really drink anymore anyway. I, I've maybe drank twice in the past three months. Like, ever since I got sick and I couldn't drink anymore, I've tried to, like, socially drink. And it just, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. I'm also getting old as hell. Um, so that's probably <laughs> something to do with it. Uh, but I'm kind of excited <laughs> that they're doing St. Seiya alcohol. Like, it's very rare that properties grow up like like kids properties grow up with their fan base and saint Seiya has attempted to do that in a couple different facets i mean 300 dollars figures is one of those um but whiskey is something that i never saw coming i'm i i would love to get my hands on it i doubt that i will because i 
have exactly one connection in Japan and shipping alcohol is a nightmare. Um, so probably won't ever get to try it, but on the off chance that when I finally do get to go to Japan, I'm, if it's still around, I'm going to find some. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like when I saw this news, it was like, ah, this is so cool. But this really does look like one of those items that we are not probably going to be able to get very easily. Like for, for figures and stuff like that, books, uh, even pictures or like even more valuable things like uh, cells. I mean, technically speaking, you can just uh, pass that out just as like a like a picture or an image. But mm -hmm. alcohol and foods are a complete different story. So it's a shame that we're not gonna get this. I mean, I, I'm not a drinker myself. I, I I do drink from time to time, and I do like whiskey. But it is one of those things that I see like the and it's like, damn, I wish I could have this on my distillery just for the sake of looking at it. Not even gonna drink it. I just want to look at it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say this. I was gonna say the same thing too. Which is like, I unfortunately, due to circumstances, again, this is again the theme of this episode. The circumstances beyond my own control. I cannot be. I cannot drink anymore. And but I would love to just have it as like a, as like a display piece. It's like, hey, I got Saint Cena whiskey right here. <laughs> yeah, hey, I can't like, drink it, but hey, you guys, I can pop this in for you guys if you guys want to try it out. But like, you know, it's like stay here for like. But you guys have to like stay here or like wherever we're at for like the rest of the night and stuff like that. Because like. I'll do it responsibly. I said, if you guys want me to pop it up for you guys, you guys are more than welcome to. Just don't run, but like, just at least let me keep the let me keep the bottle. I, that's what I was about to say. Like, if you if you know somebody in Japan, or if you know the right secondhand like auction websites to look at for proxy shipping and stuff, you could probably get the bottle in the box because those those are like the the statement pieces. If you're not even if you're not a drinker, uh, what I used to do back when I was I was younger and drank a lot more. I would like fill there's I forget exactly how you do it. But you can like fill part with water and part with like rubbing alcohol and then put like a highlighter into it and make it like your own custom color. Like if you want it to be green or or if you want it to be gold for it being a gold saint or red for like the under part of the armor because the label's gold or whatever, you can do that and just be a display piece. That would look kind of cool. Like that All would right. be an idea. Yeah, there's very options and there's various options. And one of the, and like I said, I think it's a lot easier for me because I live in a I live in a part of the, I live in a part of the world where that kind of stuff is a little bit more accessible. I doubt I can find it, but if I find it, I will buy it. Yeah, again, again, if I even I, I even though I can't drink it, it'll just still be on my wall. It'll, it'll still be on my display case, or still, still be on display somewhere. It's still gonna be like something like, hey, you want to see something cool? Saint Sail, Saint Sail whiskey, baby. I don't know what's the. If I ever get to come visit, I'll just drink it, and you won't even notice. Exactly, but then you realize, hey, wait a minute, this is apple cider. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but you know that the, the funny thing is, they've only announced this uh, so far, but it says Gold Saint Whiskey Series. So are they going to be releasing more variants with the different Gold Saints, with the 12 of them? The only thing I was going to ask. Was the one. I was going to say, one of the things I was going to ask, since you also brought the fact that it was going to be a series, is like, does each of them have, are each, are each of them have like a different kind of flavor? That's actually that, that's what I was wondering because I, at first I thought that maybe like it would be a good idea to do that if it's a distillery maybe do that with different uh, types of alcohol uh, like a stupid idea but imagine having like an Aquarius Camus uh, vodka bottle <laughs> or it's like it's like it's like it's Camus like, uh, it's, like, uh, it's, it's it's like soju I'm like ooh that's my yeah. weakness right there that's my weakness <laughs> right there man just like like if you if you if you want to see my if you back in my back in my days back when I was a little lot younger. I used to, I used to like I used to like go through that by the bottle. I got fucked up with that stuff. 
I can't anymore. I can't anymore. Uh, it's, that's a shame. I mean, I don't drink that often anymore, even though I probably can't do it as as much as I used to do it. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's a shame, guys. But growing up can be a bit of a pain. Yeah, when you get old, like appreciate what you guys got now because they, because then you, your stamina and your willpower just like to do these type of things just start to start, start to fail really hard. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. Like, it's gonna either be like other types of like, it's gonna be other types of whiskey. Like, you know, it's like oh, like um, other berry. It's it's like it's like aged with like you know with a bit of um, I don't know what what would be a good what would be good for him. Like, say that has like a little bit of spice to it. Like, you know, it has like cinnamon to it or something like that. Or if you if or with like kamus, it's like you know they have a little they have like they they it, it's like it's aged with like something that's cool and refreshing, something like that. It doesn't go down as like hard as as a, as a regular whiskey would, and, you know. It play up to it would play up to like different characters. Like for example, also like Milo would Milo's would be like his it's like since his, his scarlet needle like hits you like with a, with a direct hit, it's like it hits you like right away with with like whatever whatever you're drinking. It's, and then or for example like Shaka, it's like it's very blissful, very calming. So it's not a very strong flavor or very strong like you know uh, like it's not that strong in the alcohol, but it's like really like soothing. Like that, it it would be cool. Like we we're probably gonna have to wait a little to see if they announce more of them as the as as time passes. But it it will it would be an interesting thing. Like it would be a nice thing to have as a collection, uh, or just drink drink it and <laughs> keep the bottles. Any final thoughts, Conrad or Furry? Uh, I I really hope that I can find it one day. <laughs> That's all I will say because I. This is the kind of novelty shit that I absolutely love. Like, why is Saint Seiya on whiskey? Who knows? Just grow with it. Just take it. Just go. Like, that's the kind of merchandising I like. Like, sock advent calendars. Like, why do those exist? I don't know, but I'm going to buy 40 of them. Like, just the, the weird merchandise is what I like. So this is up my alley. All right. All right. All right. Um. So, so after that, uh, we did we did have a Tamashi Nation show that we need to discuss, and oh boy, there's a lot of things that we need to discuss. Because, um, I thought they were gonna announce like one or two things, but no, they 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 went and did a lot more than I thought they would. So, um, Nekos, why don't you break it down for us? Alrighty. Uh, well, to put in to put into context, uh, recently the Tamashi Nation's 2022 uh, event just happened in Japan, which is like a huge uh, figure and collectible uh, event where a lot of uh, different companies announce uh, different merchandise that they're going to be releasing, more inclined towards figures for different series, for different different properties. When it comes to Saint Seiya uh, and Bandai, it's always been like the event where all the news for new figures of Saint Seiya, uh, specifically talking about the ones from Bandai, uh, get get showcased uh, quite a bit. And contrary to what most people believe, because the previous Temeshis, like, due to all the world events and stuff like that, it was somewhat normal that we didn't really get that many or exciting news. But this one actually has quite a bit, quite a few surprises. First of all, they revealed that there is going to be, um, for the EX uh, Mythcloth series, there's going to be a revival for Deathmask. Uh, remember, uh, revival is the term that they use when they re-release a figure. They put it in new stock. However, usually they tend to give a couple of touches on those figures. Usually, they correct maybe some of the 
some of the coloring errors that they might have had with the original release. Uh, sometimes they release it with new additions. In this case, the one for Deathmaster is going to include a new face that's kind of like it has the eyes closed and it's supposed to be like him suffering. Like it's it's a be, it's a weird face, but that's that that's the new addition that this particular figure is going to be is going to be having. I think one also another thing. I think one of the other things they announced is like these because there's actually quite a few of the revivals they announced, and what they announced is that they're gonna actually have a part of their temple as part, like as like as like a as like a diorama. Ah, yeah, but that was like this. They did tend to do that for the showcases. Like it looks amazing. Like they had a diorama, as as Ramses was saying, they had a diorama of the twelve gold saints, each protecting their temple and and going up all the way to Athena's mm. uh, statue. But it, it, like it's like kind of on the fence. Sometimes they have released like props for the Mythcloud series. Like I know that they've done that in the past. They did not confirm or showcase that they were going to re be releasing that as separate merchandise. It will, hopefully they they will like th those types of sets. They they always look look gorgeous, but I have my doubts on that. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. Then afterwards, uh, they also re revealed for the normal Mythcloud series, the the original one, they're going to be doing a revival for Misty. Uh, Misty is one figure that from like I didn't know this. I've only recently like learned uh, stuff like this. But apparently, like when it came out, it was a very controversial figure. Because the detail on the original Mythcloth uh, figure for Misty was very bad, like his original face was not good. A lot mm. of people have actually, a lot of people actually were comparing the the one showcase with this revival with the the previous one. And they were making the mistake of showcasing the the figures with the oh the appendix. Like they released an appendix which was only the torso for the figure, but you could change those parts onto the Mythcloth. And that's how many a lot what a lot of people did. They bought the the appendix, which was much better than the original uh, the sculpt the sculpture of the face, and they, and they put that on their figure so so that it actually looked decent. But the original one apparently was very very controversial because it was really bad the quality of it. Question, so this, yeah, question about, about I don't know I don't know if you have this top of your head or not, but when was the original Misty release? Was it like still in that initial initial period of, of, of the Myth Cloth, or was this like in that mid in that midpoint? I don't have that on the top of my head because I have it. I to be honest, I never really kept up too much with the release of the of those figures. Like I have never really collected them until like I only had a couple of them, and only now do I have an interest on in getting the EX series but it must have been like midway i don't think that it got released like because they always give priority to the most popular characters the protagonist the the all saints, the, the all saints uh, in this case the the villains of hades uh, the, the the poseidon like the, the, those characters tend to be tend to be made first before going to the side character so to speak so for, so it must have been it, like I'm pulling this year out of my sleeve, but probably between 2009, 2012, like in that time frame, I would assume. Yeah, because the thing was, the er if you've seen any of the early uh, Mythcloth figures, oh man, they are <laughs> homely. I don't, know if, I don't know if you're familiar with that term. Homely is just, just ugly, just ugly as sin. They have huge jormous heads. Like, they look, they have like big baby heads for no reason whatsoever. And they look absolutely nothing like 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 how like the figure how the actual toy looks. But like at the time, it was fine. It was time for it was time it, at the time it was fine. Also because of the fact that it was like it was three thousand yen. Nowadays it costs like now it costs up to like uh, upwards to like nine thousand yen. So uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're go on. 
I was just gonna say, and to be fair, when those figures originally released in 2003, 2004, when they started coming out, yeah, they look ugly as shit. But uh, <laughs> in their defense, compared to the original, to the previous versions, which were the the Saint Cloud series, the, the the smaller ones, it was like a world of difference in terms of detail. Like it, it was still kind of very, very far away from the quality that they have achieved now, but it was like a jump in quality compared to what was before. I mean, and those figures were still pretty good, but they were very basic. And the Myth Cloud series coming out, they were also basic as well, and they kept improving with time. Yeah, that's all. That's all I was wondering. Oh, I was just saying, it's so hard in the moment to realize that it can get better than what it is. It's just like when you see the memes of the people that are like. Man, when the PS1 came out, I didn't think graphics could get any better. And then it shows you a screenshot of like PS1 graphics. It's the same <laughs> kind of thing. Because, I, I mean, I went through that personally with Common Rider with the SH Figure Arts. I thought that they were amazing. And compared to American toys that were out at the time, like American action figure style, like posable jointed toys, they were amazing. But looking back at some of my like Agito, uh, people make fun of how I say Agito. Um, my Gito ones or like the Kuga ones or something like that, like the early 2000s ones, they mm. look like garbage. <laughs> they yeah. look like hot garbage, mama. But I mean, like back then, that was mind blowing. So I, I figure it was the same thing. I did not collect Mythclaws. Well, I, I say I didn't collect Mythclaws back then. I don't collect Mythclaws now because I'm not rich. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's, you you only know what you know at the time, so I'm sure at the time those look great, like kind of like what Ben Haas was saying. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering because it's like you know you did those first run of those the, a lot a lot of that first run, especially like those like the early like early to mid characters, which are like the first the, the first twelve gold saints, the original the original five and their secondary cloth and their secondary cloths, and um, a few and a few other characters here and there. Like I think they had a few other. Um, I think they they had like a few other I think they had a few other silver, uh, silver saints as well, but not like right now. Like we're we're in knee deep in that it's, we have like we are our catalog of characters and then and the, the process of making these figures have been streamlined so like they are, look a little bit more accurate to the how they were before then. So yeah, and I remember seeing that picture of like the, the comparison shot between first release the the appendix release and then like the this this, this hopefully this release and it's like it's like. Three different. It's like you're looking at like three different figures all together. I yeah. will say that outside of Aldebaran, because he's my all-time favorite Saint Seiya character, Misty would be the second one that I would want. But I'm terrified of how much this thing is going to cost. So I probably I don't want to look and make myself look sad because or make I don't want to look and make myself sad because I did that already once this week by looking at some old Integrity toys and nope. The, the right. Mikulats, uh, uh okay, let's, uh, we can probably get do an estimate on this, because I actually, relating to this very particular topic, and, and talking about the, the quality itself, that's actually one of the things that, well, as, like, just like Toy gets uh, very much criticized on our behalf and on behalf of many others, for some of the corners they cut and some of the things that they decide to save money upon, Bandai is something of the same kind to its mm -hmm. product, which is usually the, the toys. And that actually brings me back to something that is related to also to this to the news of the figures coming out and also to the topic of the quality of, of the figures, because you would expect that by this point they would make flawless figures. They have proven that they can do that. And one figure that is relatively recent, it's it's a it's still not released, but it's going to be releasing in November, actually. So I suppose that it should be releasing anytime soon. It's the myth cloth for a uh, Babel, 
for uh, he is going to be coming out just recently. He hadn't uh, he hadn't been released prior to that, but there was a lot of controversy because his face looks very similar in quality to the original Myth Clots. Oh no! Yeah, so that that was like one point that was super heavily criticized by all the people that I watched that uh, review uh, Myth Clots and Myth Cloth X series uh, figures. Like everybody was pissed off at the quality of, of his face, and I see the pictures and I can I can see it maybe not to that degree of um, of criticism, but they, yeah, definitely you can see that uh, two thousand five vibes coming from him. Oh lord, like that first that the first dry one, like oh we'll, we'll fix it later, we'll fix it no, later with another revival version, <sighs> which is like to be like which is like the argument is fair. It's unacceptable that at this point. They could they don't put like the effort or the investment to to get the features right if they know that they can do it because that ends up ends up hindering uh, sales because nobody's gonna want the figure if it doesn't look well. What, like that, what character but, did you say it was? Uh, Babel, uh, Centauri Babel, the guy with the guy with the discus. No, 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 no. That's uh, oh god, that uh, what's a century the, something. That, that's Auriga Capella. That's Auriga Capella. Do you remember the the guy that fought Hyoga uh, in the Coliseum w w when the Steel Saints first appear? The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, oh, I, I, just looked, I looked up. So, do you just just as theorying because we will never know? Do you think that because he's not a super well, I, I don't want to say he's not a super anticipated character because I, I really don't know. I'm not a part of the, the toy aspect as much of this fandom. But I can't imagine that he's super anticipated except for people that are like Silver Saint completionists. Do you think that they cut corners because they don't think that he's going to be a big seller? Hey, probably. I mean, if I were, like, I'm not somebody that's too versed in, into this particular topic either. Like, I, I would not, I would don't take my word for anything. Like, there are people with much more knowledgeable information on this topic than me. But from my perspective, yeah, I would not be surprised if Bandai did that because it's kind of like they are doing this more like uh, because they know they're gonna sell. Be, like, pe people that are very into collecting Saint Seiya stuff will get him just for the sake of completing the series of the of the Silver Saints. And under normal circumstances, if the figures were a little cheaper i definitely would try to get him but yeah it's it's i do think that it is one of those things that because it's not a main character they don't they tend to cut corners and stuff like that yeah not a main character or like a fan favorite type of character yeah no, you, I know, you gotta you gotta realize you gotta realize one thing for you and you and this is and you just mentioned something about this earlier um this is bandai was talking about and bandai are notorious being like okay let's release this figure this figure this this figure this this figure like regularly and we'll relegate this guy to like as, as like a the Bandai Premium thing because like we we know this is not gonna sell, but we can tell like there's like those hard we can tell like there's those diehards because they're like why are you putting this guy on why are you putting this guy like as like a why are you putting this guy as a P Bandai release why are you doing this like there's just like that small handful that small handful well, that I'm just, just I'm used to the other way around to be honest with you because a lot of times with Common Rider is probably where in like the the japanese sphere where i am like the most in tune with the toys and the collectors and everything and with common rider a lot of times they'll take a main character and put them on p bandai because they want because they know people will buy them anyway like it'll be one of the like main five and they'll be like this one for no reason whatsoever we just drew the name out of a hat they're going to be on P Bandai, and they're going to be twice as much as the regular figures are for no reason. Also, and you have to go to Japan to get it. 
I also feel like, for example, but the thing is, this is kind of this is kind of a weird situation because, like, with with um, Common Writer, um, they just don't anticipate who, who's going to be popular or not. Sometimes, like, like, um, you cannot, you. So I, I, I need to double check before I say this. So go ahead and say what you're going to say because I want to. I don't want to sound stupid. Um, because I do know for a fact for like certain, like certain characters, they they did do they did do that practice, and they're like they they underestimated the fact that like this character is way too popular. And they just decided to like just make it like another release where like this the same figure it was just gen- was was made into mass retail. Okay, I, I was right. So I, I did I Google it. So I because I was it's been a couple years, so I want to make sure I didn't misremember. So you're telling me that Sabella, who is the only girl from Common Rider um, Saber, they had to know that she was going to be popular. Like the, there's no way, and the fact that the the figure arts came out like months and months after she had debuted i think it actually came out after the show actually ended because bandai is so slow at getting figures out especially if they're not the the main main character but you can't look me in the face and tell me that they did not think that the only girl who was played by a very cute actress by the way would not be popular because you've got a bunch of sexually active young folk as the most politically accurate i could put that without saying the h word and then you've got girls that are trying to find themselves in the show too. And this is a badass, like she literally beats up half the cast on a regular basis. You can't tell me that they what they didn't do that on purpose. Um, they knew she was gonna be popular, and so they put her on there and charged double for her for no reason. I and was I, thinking you make me angry. <laughs> I was thinking uh Kuroto Dan from uh, from X Aid, where it's like the underestimated glimpse of popularity. And yeah. they and then they, they they it was later on they're like shit we need to actually release this figure as a mass retail instead and we got we got we got we got we got the um, dangerous zombie double X and then we got his actual human form as like an incentive to like as a regular release because like they were like they kind of they were like they, like Fanny was like like just blindsided by his popularity that's the character I was thinking of yeah I just Bandai <laughs> in general like but premium Bandai just if if you're if you're going to put something on premium Bandai make it so that at least international people can get it. And they've gotten a little yeah. bit better about that. Some of the stuff now is on international, but it's some, it's mostly like the smaller stuff, like the t-shirts or the card binders or the, the Digimon V pets. Those are, but those are already starting to come to retailers anyway, but it's, they're not putting the stuff that we want on there. Like make it available to everybody. Stop. Like, and, and this is, this might be getting way too off topic, but Japan has always been kind of isolationist in that kind of way. Like, they used to gatekeep their music. They used to gatekeep a lot of their TV shows. Anime took forever uh, to start regularly coming out here. This has been a known thing, but like, it's 2022. I, not to get super political, but like, they saw what happened when they stopped exporting and stopped allowing in tourism and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, just take us our stuff. Okay. We, we want to give you money. Just give it to us. Okay. Final. Let me put. Let me put a final. Like. Let me put like a final thing. Let me say my final thoughts on this, and then we can move on. Because like, pretty sure Bankers is like just like what the fuck are you guys talking about? No. But, um, no. I I completely understand you. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Cameron uh, Ryder, but I understand the sentiment. Trust me. But, uh, but they've been. Get, but I will say this: they've been getting a lot better. They've been actually been releasing a lot of the model kits and a lot of the stuff of actual premium Bandai like SHV yards and stuff like that. They've been releasing those on the on the premium on the premium Bandai um, US stuff. So they've been doing good on that end. And they've also been releasing a little bit more esoteric stuff. I'm actually looking at the. I'm actually looking at it right now, and they're actually releasing the card ass stuff of Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's they, that, that takes me a, back. They have a really nice card set for One Piece on there right now. I think it's still available on there right now. It's like pink. 
Yeah. And so it's it, it's got all of the cast on it. It's for like the the 25th or 30th anniversary. 25th? 25th anniversary. Yeah, something like that. But it yeah, it, it looks really, really nice is my point. Like there, there's there's stuff on P Bandai that's worth getting. I just wish that it wasn't so segmented. Like it might be a distribution thing that I, I think I, it's like a manufacturing no. thing that I, I don't have any idea about. But from our perspective, it just looks like they're keeping all the cool stuff for themselves, and that's annoying. I I want to say, and that was me my point. I think that I think some I think some of this stuff is not because of like their gatekeeping or or the distribution stuff. I think the reason why they're doing a lot they have to like they have to like not sell it is because of right issues. Well, the and again, I I keep making this conversation longer, so I'm sorry. I just know a lot about this topic. Another thing is that Jap Japan is a very um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're they're very economical. And that's why a lot of Japanese collectibles are pre-order only. Like you have to pre-order them six months in advance or you won't get one because they don't want them to be sitting on shelves. They don't want to be filling up landfills with these things. They don't have a, as much land mass as the United States to have like landfills and like dump sites and stuff like that. So they're very conscious about like recycling and not, not overproducing stuff. So that could also be a part of it is that they, yeah. if they open it up to the world, then they could potentially be left with like canceled pre-orders and stuff and just stock sitting in a warehouse deteriorating, you know, that could also be it. It could be a lot of things. I didn't mean to go on an anti-Japan rant there. I obviously love so many things about Japan, but you know. Oh, and also, also this also kind of tangentially goes with what we're talking about as well, but it kind of, it kind of in a weird, kind of like in a weird roundabout way. But continue on. Yeah, Go on, yeah, please. Just, just, just my final thoughts to close that particular topic. It's just, unfortunately, like it's not about throwing shade at Japan itself. It's just that, unfortunately, that type of mentality passes on to the to the way that they deal with business uh, internationally, and that ends up ends up affecting us because the products that we receive, because sometimes they're very close minded about the way that they handle things, they tend to overlook things, they tend to ignore things, or they tend to be very centered only in their in their market by but ignoring the other market that they're also i mean if you told me okay we only sell this in japan and in japan only okay that's fine because you're only looking at this market but if you're gonna deal with international business then you need to not look at just your market you need to look at the market that you're trying to to get your stuff outside to so yeah it's kind of like they end up biting uh, they end up uh biting their own tail on that regard sometimes and right. Okay, to finally close this topic and to get you give you an idea, Kamen Rider Furry, as well as the listeners, as to more or less how much like the normal myth cloth might be costing in in like uh, Babel is supposed to be releasing in Japan at twelve thousand one hundred yen, which in the currency converter that I have here says that it's about eighty seven US dollars. Really, I thought they would be much more expensive than that. Because this is the normal myth cloth series, and also it's not like one of the yeah, uh, yeah it's not one of like the main characters. So may, maybe Misty will be coming around at around the same some a similar price. Hopefully that is. I mean, take into consideration like a uh, importing costs and taxes and stuff like that. So it, it might end up being higher, but that's the price that it's going to be releasing in Japan, at least for this figure. Okay, so if I'm putting this out there to the universe, and for for my 2023 goals, if Misty releases around that price. I will buy Misty and I will recreate the the ocean bath scene. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Tastefully. Have the little light <laughs> flares and everything. <laughs> All right. But like, continue on because I you have you have most of the information there, Ben, because like around like on in you and you have a little bit more inform you have a little bit more insight as to what, what's going on with with uh, with these figures. So 
continue. Let's continue on with the with the with the myth cloth discussion. Okay, speaking of normal Mythcloud and Silver Saints, another figure that has not released yet and that was only shown in a prototype previously, I think it was in 2009, the first time that it appeared. Uh, don't quote me on that, but around that time. Uh, uh, the Mythcloth for Whale Moses. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the fewer ones that still has not been released from the Silver Saints. And the one that they presented in this uh, Tamashii Nations of Pictures that I saw, it looks gorgeous. Like, yeah. like Moses is not a particularly... Uh, I don't want to discriminate him, but I don't think that he's the most beloved character. Like he's a fine character, but he's not like he doesn't really do much in the overall grand scheme of things. So like it's kind of like a double. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. On the one hand, his figure looks amazing, but he's not a character that most people would go out of their way to get. But looking at the quality of him, like this is actually a figure that I would actually mind getting just for having the sake of the collection. So. They, it's out there. Uh, they haven't re- given a release date yet, but they showed him again and in much better detail. So they look. It looks like they finally listened, and hopefully, if there are still any other uh, characters in that vein that they might want to release on the MythCloud series, hopefully, they give that amount of detail to them as well. Mm-hmm. Then after that comes, pro- uh, I think, the first of the big news for wh- what comes next, which would be the announcement. It had already been teased, uh, but now we finally saw the the Fekdator. EX Mythcloth figure, which which makes him the next one in the God Warriors uh, series of, of figures for the EX, uh, for the exclamation series. He's going to be coming out, and he, he looks fantastic, and the thing about him that is... Uh, the thing about him is that this particular figure is going to keep in... He's, he's going to follow the lore and he's going to be like a giant compared to the other figures and putting like in the stand they had him fighting I think it was Seiya and Shun well Seiya he was definitely fighting you can see that the, the difference in size like a normal mid-clawed figure like an EX figure is about uh... yeah I look at the picture right now yeah he's fight, he's fighting um he's fighting Shun and he's fighting Shun and Seiya in the, in the, in the, it, in the it, display yeah, his uh, normal mid Claude X figures are about six to seven inches in size, so he's probably going to be like between nine and ten, more or less. Okay, so like that, so, that, so six seven inches. That's like that's your average action figure size. <laughs> like that's you know if if you're to say like what's what's the bug standard uh, what's bug, bug standard issues um, action figure size? I always say six inches. Yeah, so. Just for the record, I wasn't laughing at six to seven inches. I was laughing because I remember that uh, Moses's name was changed to Morris in the dub, <laughs> and that made that just made me laugh. It made me think of who was Morris. Sorry. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that. The figure for Thor, uh, it's going to be much bigger than the regular Mythclaw DX figure, so it's going to keep in line with the with the lore in the show. Yeah, I remember. Genre. I remember the, when the original when the original released the uh, the original figure. What they actually what they actually had to do to keep them in package to keep the packaging size. They actually had to like sep- they, they actually had to I believe it had either detachable and had detachable legs or it was packaged like him like or with his knees folded out folded inward. So in order to keep them like in order to keep them in, in that same pack in that same packaging design. So yeah, it's like they 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 always they, since the very beginning ever since they released these Saint Sale figures. They always try to keep uh, Thor um, at, at, to that same scale to like all the other figures, which means like yeah, he's like a, he's like a good, like a good like couple. He's like good like four or five inches on the other characters. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's a like it's a good thing because they, they having him being like normal size would feel wrong. So I'm glad they they're gonna keep uh, that aspect of the character intact. Yeah. Okay. 
afterwards from thor we pass on to the next like uh, new things that we already knew that there were these were going to come out but it's nice actually seeing the prototypes and seeing all of them together like the the latest uh, of the protagonists to have been released in the final cloth version was shun but now we have and we know we knew that uh, hyoga and iki were going to be coming out but we finally saw the the prototypes in place like you can see the pictures of the machinations where all of the five of them are standing together wearing their final bronze cloths and they look fantastic man the detail for both hyoga and for iki they look they look gorgeous like they look really gorgeous iki iki especially he he kind of caught me off guard because like there's details on him like, that i didn't even know he had like, for example i didn't... The... go on i was gonna say like there's there's like some orange bits on him that's like that he has those bits and blue bits on it on it as well. Like I didn't, I did, I did not notice that he had until like I saw the actual figure itself. I was like, oh, that's um, uh, that's actually very clever that they actually put in those details. Those are details I would never ever notice on the on these figures. You can see like the, like I didn't notice he had, I didn't notice like the blue parts were like separated in his belt, and like that that part kind of like caught me off guard. Yeah, and you know what the cool thing about uh, Iki is like from from my perspective is because I have the I have the the B two EX figure, which is I think one of the first ones that came out. the The details in in all of them are are fantastic. Like they're the closest that they have been to the anime, but somehow they keep improving them. I mean, if you look at the face of Iki compared to the to the previous version, you can see the difference in quality. You can see a much better. A much a much closer resemblance, I think that's the best way to put it, to the actual character in animation. So it's yeah. it's like it just looks amazing. Not just that, I do appreciate I do appreciate the fact that it's like you know they have more articulation and they actually feed up a lot more articulation points to give it so you can actually do a lot more with the figure than than before. Is this the same one, the the same version of the cloth that the anime heroes figure is? No, the anime figures will be the one that came before this. This is the one he gets in Hades. Okay. I get them mixed up a lot. I call me a fake fan if you want to, but it's, no. Oh, no, they no. change some, some smaller. De- Once they get rid of the the full uh, the full helmets for everybody, the details that they change become more minor for what I pay attention to. So this looks it just looks really similar to the figure. I I don't have it. I usually have them on my desk to fidget with while I'm working, but I moved my office around a while back, and I'm not sure where I placed him. <laughs> so I was gonna compare it to the pictures here, but yeah, I mean it looks it looks really nice. I do like the orange details. Um Iki goes back and forth between being my favorite of the core five. Um pretty pretty solidly with yoga back and forth and back and forth. So I would definitely like to have this. Will I get it? Probably not, because I'm I like my anime hero figures that I, or figure one that I have, and I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> Even sure. though you guys are telling me that this is different somehow, I'll look at the details <laughs> later. No, actually, I, I'll, I'll be I'll, 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 okay. You're talking about you're talking about the actual cloth. You're talking about the actual figure. I'm like, no, dude. It's like I I can't afford I can't afford any of these stuff. So the anime figure the anime figures the like anime heroes figures like a plus to me. Like I I, I just have Seiya. And Seiya, it's like my go-to. He's my go-to figure. So it's like, don't feel bad about it. No, it's just, I, when it comes to expensive Japanese collectibles, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles. And yeah. well, unless unless you're just filthy rich. And then if that's the case, I'm going to DM you my number and we can become friends because that can be <laughs> beneficial to me. I'm here. But, I'll be, I need a sugar but daddy. But realistically, uh, most people got to pick and choose what they, what they order. And, I 
I'm just not a posable figure fanatic. Like mm -hmm. I think they look cool and I love seeing what people can do creatively with them, but I much more prefer like Safubis or uh, statues that are in poses that a professional designed to look as best as it can. And I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> so I'm pick and choose your battles. If I, I, like I said, I'm really interested in the Misty and potentially the Moses just for the novelty of having probably the most forgettable silver saint. And that's saying a lot considering who all the other silver saints are. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I kind of want, I kind of want Morris on my shelf just a little bit, but you know, wishful thinking we'll see. All right. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks great. I can't, I, I really, I really like these. I really like Iki how he looks. So he looks amazing. So, and like, you, and like, what? Let's not, let's not also just continue yoga. Yoga, yoga, yoga has like, 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 you know, I, like, I'll admit, like, other than studios, yoga's cloth is like, some, is one of my favorites. And it's like, especially the guy who's looked like post, like, post Poseidon. He's got the eye patch. That looks yeah, that, fucking, that's fucking rad. I love that look. Yeah. For, yoga that's actually something that i wanted to point out before we moved on because like like i'm so happy that they i wonder if they're gonna give him a, a face that doesn't have that because he does when he goes to the underworld he, he i think he he recovers his eyesight the same as shiryu but like he, like when he's originally presented he's wearing the the bandage on his eye after the damage he suffered from fighting isaac I actually modded my. The, I have the B two version, and I modded him. I cut it a little bit of a of a bandage, and I put, I put him on his eye to oh, give him cool. that look. So yeah. So, but I I love that it already comes with it. Like it it feels more natural that he looks like that. So I'm glad that they put that detail on him. Yeah, mm -hmm. surely they'll have a regular face for him. I couldn't imagine them not. Yeah, they they, they, they judging at this point, like they they would they would be crazy not to put that put that put that in because it's like they want they want what the coffee ex they want to like cover all their bases. Yeah, and I they were probably showing that because that's like the draw that they finally are releasing that face. That um, also too, cool. also too, it's like you know, that's at that point at, at that point of the series, that's where that's where you that's where his that's where you get to see that that look of him. So it's like they want to like put, they want to put it front and center. That look, that particular look that, that he has at that point. Right. Yeah. So I, I am really expecting this. I actually need to go get Shun. I think he, he just recently arrived to, to Mexico. So uh, I haven't been able to go to Mexico City due to a lot of, of reasons. But hopefully I can get to go in a couple of weeks and I hopefully I can find him. And I, I am awaiting with a lot of anticipation these two figures. All right. All right. So what else is... So what's next? Okay. Next, it's actually... a. It is, and it isn't a surprise. Like a lot of people, kind of saw this coming. But as much as I hate to admit it, I am I was on the team of like they're not going to be doing this, not this soon. But then again, it is Bandai. They do need something new to put out. They have announced. We didn't see any pictures, but they have announced. They have confirmed that Bandai will be releasing Myth Clots. Well, I don't remember they specifically if they were going to be Myth Clots, like regular Myth Clots or EX Myth Clots. But they're going to be putting out figures. For the Marina Generals wearing the surpluses revealed in Re-Rise of Poseidon. So the Re-Rise of Poseidon uh, spin-off is gonna be getting uh, figures dedicated to it. Which is amazing. Also, yeah, like also too, it's like it's also it's also gotta be cost efficient because like, oh, we could just spray paint these black. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they do have different details, but they're very minimum. I mean, if you put just the the comparison between the normal scales to the to the surpluses they were given in in that one panel, they're not that that different. They're they're it's a very good cost effective way to release new material. And you know what? The worst part is that it's like it works. I actually want to see what they look like because I mean, you're, you're, talk, you're talking to the guy. You're talking to the guy who wants to buy not just the regular ones, but also wants to buy these in their royal blue um, versions as well. <laughs> yeah, which are like I think like, I think that's the best idea of them retconning them to have that that color uh, their their cloth now. I love that I love that detail so much because it, it 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 makes perfect sense for them to have that 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 um that that uh, that navy blue. It it, it looks so good. It looks so good on them. They're like oh I don't, I don't mind triple dipping at this point for like another for another one if they're gonna be in there if they're gonna be in the if they're gonna be all if they're gonna be like in black and purple I don't mind that let's go. Yeah, that whenever I I think of stuff like this, it reminds me of that uh, Simpsons episode where where Lisa, how did it go? The one the one with the the doll. Wait, what is the Barbie uh, incarnation that they use? It, it has a new hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has a new. <laughs> yeah. I I hate it, but it's true. You're talking to a guy who brought three of the same figure because you bought three of the same transformer because they had because they had a gimmick where they can become one thing. Exactly the same figure. Like there's no difference between all three of them. So I almost that took me out. Like I'm sorry, I almost died. <laughs> I mean, I almost we, we, we don't need to lose you again. We don't need to lose you again. Oh my god, that was intense. Like I was about to have an asthma attack. <laughs> that was oh not good. No, he's he's right oh. though. It's like you know when, it, when like Bandai is notorious for this, like especially in the common writer film stuff. Like, he's got a new hat. Like, I'm gonna start saying every every time common writer has one of those gimmick changes where like it's the same suit, but it, now it's blue. I'm just like she has a new hat. But like I said, like I, I have like let me let me okay going back. This is this might be this might be just me like Saint Seiya and then common writer adjacent. But I have um I have like the I have like the most of the forms for I have most of the base forms for double. It's just it's the same fucking figure. Yeah. Just one's yellow and blue, one's silver and red, and one's green and black. That's it. That's it. So I was like, if you if you want to talk to me about like being a sucker about buying about buying toys, the same thing, same thing toy like multiple times, talk to me. I've done that, I've done my time. Oh, but go on, Dinkus. Alrighty, once we have recovered from that, okay. okay. Moving on, after that, we also got a bit of a bombshell that was also, how to put it, it's again one of those things that was perfectly logical to assume and we should have seen a mile away coming because they have done this for, I think, every every new iteration of uh, Saint Seiya spinoffs that gets released. They release a, a, Bandai has also confirmed that they are working on figures for the live action film. Question though, I have a question for you guys, and like I, I know I, I know you guys hate when I post these questions to you guys like last minute because like you know because I got a it makes for a more entertaining it makes for a more entertaining podcast, and two I'm pretty sure you guys hate it because like oh god I gotta think about this. No question for you guys. Go on. You guys think it's gonna be a myth cloth, or you guys think it's gonna be something else like a, let's say figure arts? I think it's gonna be a myth cloth. It, the reason why I say this is that. Since they have so cemented, particularly with the people that would be willing to buy the the Saint Seiya merchandise, the Mythcloth series, uh, I don't think that they'd be willing to take the risk just yet of trying to release with another 
with another brand or another distributor or another type of figure, I don't think that they would be willing to try and 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 give them the the rights to produce the, the figures. I, I am almost sure that they they are going to stick with a myth claw. All right. Um, and you, you, what do you think, Conrad or Furry? Are we talking about? Did did they say specifically Japan, or did they say like worldwide release? Mm, you just said uh, probably. It's going to be worldwide. They always release these uh, figures worldwide. I don't know how uh, Bandai distributes the Saint Seiya figures in the US. Uh, I'm completely alien to that. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. Zero. Okay, so. Oh, no, they, they've been releasing them. They've been releasing them. For, for a while, we had a distributor named um, Bluefin. And they've yeah, been they re- just pulled it back into Tamashii Nation. So yes, that. that's what I was going to say. They actually pulled it into like Bandai themselves. So. Um, so, so, so they've been releasing since from that, that ever since the assumption of uh, of Bluefin, they've been releasing these figures. So, and they have been releasing them under that Bandai under the Bandai under the Bandai Collectibles brand since they ever since like this year when they actually formed that when they actually they actually reconciled all their brands to be under that that one um, roof. Okay, here's a here's a question, um, and this is not me diverting because I don't have an answer for the question that you asked me. Uh, so there's most likely if they want the movie to succeed, I guess I should say, then there will most likely be like a playline level of toys. Who do mm-hmm. we think is going to produce that? And do we do we think that it will be an American company? Because if they're wanting it to, if they're wanting to release them, because it's it's a American movie that's being made for Japanese property, so the toys are probably not going to be the same quality as what you would consider quote children's toys in Japan. So do we think that it's going to be like Hasbro or Mattel or Jack specific or something like that? That's what has them over here. Or do you think that we'll in, in import Japanese stuff for the movie? Bandai has released like lore and stuff for children. They, 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 it, they, it, they like, you know, it's like they, they wouldn't be surprised if they just retain the rights and be like, we're a worldwide distributor. We're, and we're going to hold on to the rights. If I were, if you're to point a gun to my head, It'd be some weird esoteric one, like you know. It'd be like, like I do know for a fact that Jack Pacific would be would be one of them. Um, I want to say, what's the name of that one company? Um, oh my god, they recently started releasing AEW figures. Oh my god, uh, th- that company, that that company that's making AEW right now. I think they they also been doing a lot of stuff recently with like League of Legends and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised too if like if they might if they might get um they might get their hands on it. But that's if they do. All the spin masters might be a, might be another one because they've been recently like ever since they, ever since they got uh, the rights to do um the, like the DC stuff they've been they've been like action figure crazy like they've been doing a lot of action figures for, like like anything with the words DC so it's like they so like I wouldn't be surprised if like one day they just say hey you know like we have this line now like fuck it let's go but I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day I think that I think Bandai wants to keep everything like in the in their family if you will for the, if, for, for the most part. I'm worried if they do that, the movie won't be as successful as what it could be. Because for better or for worse, any any movie or property that you release, at least in the U.S., that you want to be successful, that has any sort of kids demographic tied to it whatsoever, needs toys to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see Bandai, because I does Bandai America even exist anymore? Still, yeah. What, where the hell? Where the hell are my good Power Rangers toys? Then no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that, like, that's that. That's Hasbro. <laughs> yes, I know. Man. That's what I'm saying. Like, but 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 what? I just I don't see. 
in my opinion, I again, this is not a libelous statement because this is just how I'm interpreting things. Bandai, don't sue me. Bandai America has always been kind of lazy with the releases, like not with the quality necessarily, but with the actually releasing them and getting them out and making them widely available. So I'm worried if they decide to keep everything in house that it's going to hinder how well the movie can do among like younger kids, if that makes sense. That's up. That that's that's a difficult question because that that would be so that would be something that that's up to the that's up to the retailer at that point. That, that that's a retailer issue. That's a retailer issue about them releasing the toys yeah. and then then putting in like where they where they should be, where it's more visible. That's a whole that's a whole other thing. Like getting shelf space in retail stores is incredibly difficult. And if Bandai America isn't actively consuming up toy shelf space that they can, you know, pull back products to put out Saint Seiya stuff. Will it even make it to stores? Will we have to go like you and I and and Ben Haas and a lot of other adult collectors can go online and order like special order stuff or pre-order stuff so we make sure we get it. That's not a big deal. But I'm talking about like the the longevity and success of it. If there's not merchandise readily available, it could easily fizzle out really quickly, and that makes me super nervous. At that, but again, we we wouldn't know until like we wouldn't know anything at all until. Um, if anything, when we when, the earliest we would know about this will be February because that's when Toy Fair 2023 happens, and that's when we're gonna get like a lot more information about the type of thing. Not to be a Debbie Downer, sorry about that. <laughs> that's fine. I was I was a Debbie Downer before. You get you get to be that too. But um, any final thoughts, Benkas? Uh yeah, I think I agree with the with comment here that I hope that they do the smart thing and not just um, okay. I do believe that the announcement we got at Tomashi just refers to a Mythcloth right. series, and I do want to say something about that before I finish my thoughts. But going back to the point, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to put out merchandise outside of just the Mythcloth series. And I think that like, it's something that I don't really think about too much, but I think I agree with the point made that there is there needs to be merchandise for this film to catch the attention of of people be it uh, young children be it uh, teenagers being people that like collecting stuff they, you need merchandise for for movies to to attract an audience i think that it works a lot in 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 the us but not just there like most parts of the world like if you release merchandise of these things then you catch the attention of people that might be willing to try and see what what this is about if you put out that that stuff, so hopefully that they'll use logic and not just stick to 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 that because the, the Mythcloth series and the Bandai stuff for Saint Seiya, like yeah, they they make uh, they make some money in the sense that people are willing to collect this stuff worldwide, but it is a very niche market. Not everybody can afford is willing to or to pay or wants to get those types of figures even. So I hope that they just don't stick to to this. We'll have to wait and see. Not just that, like, yeah. like I'm pretty sure I love a lot. Like, like I always look at, I always look at, I always look at buying toy. I always look at like toy when it comes to marketing to stuff or, or like trying to like choose something for like mass retail. I look at it from like three, three different perspectives. I look at it from the child's perspective, adults' perspective, and also the collectors, like, collectors' perspective. Collectors, collectors one will will eat up anything. The child's perspective, they have to get the, like if it's shiny, it's shiny and it does something, they'll get it. Where the problem's gonna lie is gonna be on my parents who are like, I don't know if I want to put down ninety dollars for this toy. So yeah, a mid range, like a, like a mid to like low range figure like line for like kids based on it would be a good. And like yeah, like who who'd be who'd be the one that do it? We don't know at this point. We don't know. 
Oh, by the way, the, yeah. the, 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 the company I was thinking of that did all those AEW figures was Jazzware. And they, Jazzware. they've been doing a lot of, like, they've been doing a lot of good, like, I used to, I used to hate all their toys, but now I love their stuff. Because, like, well, like, then, not partially, not, not due to the fact that I collect wrestling figures on the side as well. So there's no bias. No bias. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So is there anything else that we, that we should be aware about, Ben? Uh, when it comes to that news, no. I just wanted to say something that I just hope that for the for the love of Christ, uh, like, here's the thing: Bandai putting out mid cloth figures for new releases and new uh, and new lines. It's not uncommon. They did this for Cynthia Shaw. They did this for the for the for Canvas. oh god, the name. Yeah, they did for Lost Canvas. They did for Omega. They did for Omega. Oh, god. That, that, Battle for Sing? No, 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 no. Oh, what's the name of the CGI movie? Legend of Sanctuary. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. For Legend of Sanctuary. And in each and every single one, because none of those properties were ahead, they only released like three figures and then dropped the line completely. So that very much will end up happening for the movie. This is not a success. So them putting this out is not necessarily a confirmation for for success. I just I'm pr I'm praying I'm praying that everything goes well and maybe this line won't die immediately. That's all I I want to put out regarding that. I think I, I will think say what? we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because we haven't even seen the damn cloth yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is true. committing to want to buy toys when I don't even know what it looks like feels weird. Yeah, that is very true. That's so like yeah, like I said, like you're. That, that's another good point. It's like we wouldn't know anything at all, and like I said, we won't know until we won't know until like Toy Fair at the earliest if they're gonna even release toys. And who's gonna get the the master toy rights? Quote unquote. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're and you're correct because like it's interesting about the you brought up Omega, and that's what that's where the that's where I mind. That's why I was trying to wonder like if they're gonna do if they're gonna go out outside of doing stuff for Fifth uh, Class because I'd say Omega actually started off. With um, myth that actually started off as a as a figure arts, and then they moved on to do um, that they moved on to do myth cloths. Huh. I didn't know about those. And like originally, they only released some um, Koga, Koga. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Koga, Koga's, Koga's the ninja guy. Oh, uh, my God, I'm making out his name. The main character. Fuck. Ah, uh, uh, Pegasus. Yeah, Koga. Okay, yeah, Koga. I thought. Okay, yeah, so Koga. You have him released as a, as like a figure arts. They were gonna release Yuna and and Eden as well, but they what those were they literally they showed the prototypes and they said they were gonna do it, but then they just backed off at the last minute. Not even not even a not even a not even like a, not even a P Bandai release. They just they're now scattered to like the four winds. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You make you you were such a mess. Anyways. I think I think that we, with that we we can conclude with the the news regarding the the figures for the live action film, and then we pass on to the final like highlights from from these imaginations for Sensei products. Yeah, we the, the last things shown were a not a panel. Uh, what would you call a diorama with all the Seiya figures released so far for Seiya for the EX versions, with some interesting things. Three of them, which are very of very much interest, uh, being new. The first one is we the prototype had already been shown previously. I think again it, the prototype appeared in 2019. I think. Well, no, don't quote me on that, but that they appeared beforehand for Seiya wearing Odin's robe, the EX version. Once again, the the figure makes its appearance here. As far as I was able to research, I don't think that there was anything like too noteworthy about this this uh, new well this figure put here. Like the, there doesn't seem to be any details worth mentioning. But just to say that the figure seems to be confirmed to be in development and will probably be coming out. 
Yeah, if they, if if they, if they already have if they already have like the if they already have the mold already ready, most likely down the line they're gonna do it unless unless something horrific happens and just said no, we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially with Saint Seiya, yeah. especially with like especially with Mythcloth, like they're putting in so much effort into like R and D to like make not just the figure but also like making sure that the pieces fit into like the object form and its and its cloth form. That's like yeah, they they're putting in that much effort. Then most likely they're most likely either gonna like they're gonna keep at it until they get it right. Yeah, most likely. So there, there's that one. So it is confirmed, and for the people... I, I've never been a fan of the Olden Shrove, I have to be honest. That's probably one of my least favorite designs in the entire series. But for anybody that likes it, uh, it's, he's going to be released, so keep that, keep an eye out for that. And after that comes the two that, for me, were like the highlight of, of the showcase. We have the first prototype of Seiya wearing the God Claw of Pegasus in EX form. And it looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. I think I think it's one of my. It's like like I said. This, like, I I think I like if like I know we were having that discussion about like our favorite like cloths and stuff like that. And we and we made that 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 little provision of like we, it's only stuff that we've seen. If we were to expand it, this would have been number one on the bullet for me. That design is like just the best design I've ever seen for a cloth, hands down. Him and Reza Mantis's armor the cloths are the best cloths in the series, hands down. This is actually like I agree with you. This is actually my favorite cloth oh. in the entire series. Ooh. Like this is this is my f- number one. I'll save my my quote unquote rant. Not rant. Uh, what would be the positive uh, of a rant? Like the, the praise. Okay, I will save my praise for when we have that discussion again. But all I'll say is that it is my favorite. So seeing him like already present i'm already salivating i'm just waiting for him and the others because they're gonna be coming out you can be assured of that they have to i'm just waiting for them yeah i'm just waiting for them to come out please please vendai please i'll give you i i, I will sell my kidneys for this release an original color edition for the gold cloth with the gold color of the manga and i will sell my kidney for it <laughs> I'm, say this. I'm, I'm looking at, oh. i'm looking at pictures of the i'm looking at pictures of the original release and yeah it's like the difference is, is literally night and day with these figures. It's like the wings are so much different. A little bit, like, you can tell like they're putting more efforts into like giving it details and stuff like that. And, and it just looks so much better, like in, like detail wise. I'm pretty sure the articulation is gonna be uh, it's gonna be phenomenal. And that's that's always been my thing. I know I know Kamarai Frey is like Mister. I I want I want I want as a statue. It's fine. I'm I'm insane. I like posing my things. I love I love having things in insane old poses. I want to like so I want to have that and. The Mythcloth EX does it does that in, in does that perfectly for me. That 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 stuff like just that that hit the spot for me. I will say that now that I'm like I so I this is gonna be weird. So I've start recently started collecting dolls. So this is a little bit of a, a tangent story. But I don't like dolls that don't have articulation, which is completely opposite of what I like with my figures. Because I like to pose the dolls in different poses. <laughs> so my, maybe my brain just broke it. I don't know. That's just something that you like. Maybe because, like, for me, like, I, I when I when I first like for me, like, my my first taste of like highly articulated stuff was um the very first of uh, the very first uh, Marvel Legend figure was not what we like to traditionally call a Marvel Legend. It was called Spider Man Classic, and the very first the, the very first figure they released was uh, was like a Todd McFarlane designed Spider Man. I wouldn't say designed. It was like it was based on his design from like the eighties, late eighties, and. The articulation blew my mind. Like this thing, and like I cannot have like I, I, I ever since then every figure I had to have must have a minimum of twenty points of articulation, twenty to thirty to fifty. 
I was like, you know, what I like about what, what I like about myth class, you can get away with a lot of it, but a lot of it is like constrained by their cloths, unfortunately. Like the actual gimmick makes it difficult for them to do a lot of their, a lot of their iconic poses. That's why I'm excited. That's why I was excited when they announced EX and they announced that oh, you can now get away with doing like you can get away with like like giving more articulation on the cloth itself to free up a lot more so you can do a lot more poses in cloth. Sure, it will have a lot of articulation. I mean, the the most recent ones have had quite a bit of articulation. You can you, basically the only limit is like the weight of the thing. But if you have like a base to 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 sustain the figure, you can practically do. Nine, okay, I'm pulling this number again out of my sleeve, but probably ninety five percent of the poses that uh, you see in the in the series. Yeah, because I remember um, one of the one of the ones that um, one of the ones that had a lot of problems early on was Sorrento. Like literally, his his cloth was so, was constrained so much you can't you can't literally put the flute on his you can't put the flute on his his mouth. And so you have to uh, yeah. you have to so you have to use like trick photography if you want to pose him so you can look like he's doing it from like a distance. So you gotta like pose him in such a way. Where it looks like it, but it's not not really directly to it. But, but I'm pretty sure they've released since then uh, an appendix and an EX, so that like that that's not, that so that's a, so that's a non-issue at this point. I really need to get uh, the Marina General CXs. From what I've heard, they're actually quite tricky to get. So, well, I'll I'll get to that on my when I have time and money. <laughs> right, uh, but but so keep on going. Okay, so. So we have the confirmation of that. Uh, we ha we see the first visual of Seiya wearing the goth cloth in EX uh, in the EX series, which uh, is again, while it is not confirmed yet, it's basically like it's completely fair to deduce that they're going to be releasing the the other protagonists as well in in the in the goth cloth. So I'll be looking forward to that. And finally. This one is like probably the most interesting, but depending on who you, whom you ask, probably like it's the complete opposite in terms of uh, of uh, how detailed it is because it is the figure, the myth cloth for the most uh, uh, the most uh, minimalistic uh, cloth, probably, which is the B one version of the Pegasus cloth of Seiya B one version of the manga. I love it. I, 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 it's it's simplicity that I, that I just love. And like I said, like I like I don't know what they did with it, but like Toro Mata's art just is very, very striking. It does lend itself really well to an action figure. They did an incredible job tran um, transitioning that look and style to, of his of, of his of his artwork to this figure. Also, that too, like I, I'm a sucker for like the, I'm also a sucker for that silver blue that he has on. That's such a cool look. I love it too. I I've been since they announced this. I've been anticipating it. I've been salivating it. I need it. Like you, you know that SpongeBob like where he's I don't need it. I need it. Yeah. I've been like that since they since they announced it. Like okay, it might be very minimalistic, and a lot. I I know a lot of people don't like it, and that's fair. But for people that like. Like here's so, it's just something that I've never understood. Why haven't they released like a line like with manga versions before? There are quite a few that vary quite a bit from the original, from the from the manga to the to the anime. And so I've been like in awe that they never really thought about releasing those figures beforehand. And the, the, most of the people that I see that that release the videos about collecting these figures, they all agree. Like, just release the damn figure already. We want it. We'll pay for it. <laughs> and well, I think like, I did. They they I mean, they, th they have done it in the past, but unfortunately, the problem was it's like they've. Oh, it's again. This goes back to what they. This goes back to this discussion we had earlier. It releases as either like a, a, a as like a as a premium exclusive or an event exclusive. I remember one of them. I believe uh, the what this V three armor. 
the V3 cloth of Seiya's V3 cloth, there's V2 cloth that uh no, so this is the manga now. So it's like we're like okay, the one he gets when they get to when they get when they get when when the one he gets right as he, right as he right as the right as they get right right as, right as it gets to the twelve houses right after uh Mu resurrects them. That version. Oh, the V3 of V3. Them. The V3 manga or the, the V2 of the, of, the, of the anime. They released that in, uh, in the original manga colors as uh, exclusive or uh, pre-ordered for exclusive version for, of the PS4 game. Uh, Stuff like that. Was... They've released also, yeah. and also various events they've released, like, uh, they released, like, you know, up, like, appendixes for all the 12, sa- 12, 12 gold saints so you can give them, like, the looks without having to buy another one, but as far as like releasing like them actually, they those, those like they haven't released them at all, and like not in mass retail. I, my my biggest fear with this figure is like that this figure is not going to be like mass retail, unfortunately. But else, it's going to be one of those that you ha- you'll have to probably hunt it down the, the moment that it uh, releases. But yeah, I need this. I'm gonna have to. I'll get this. I don't know how, but I'm gonna get this. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the thing about it that I also love is not not they they changed a couple of things from the original prototype that they showed. They actually painted the hair. Like the hair has like a reddish tone yeah. at the very top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because like you know a lot of people miss that detail. Like he actually doesn't have like, like he has like like light auburn light auburn reddish hair. A lot of people like don't realize that when they see like the manga, they see like the the, the manga pictures. They see like the official like the official like how it's officially drawn by Kuromata. It's like he has like this reddish like like auburn like hair. That's why, like, you see the photos of my cosplay that like, I did. I did. I did an original manga version of the cosplay, you know. And like, I use I use kind of like a reddish. I use like a reddish wig instead of like a traditional brown wig. It's a detail that gets lost quite a bit. But Seiya's always had since its conception, at least the way Kurumata draws him, he's always kind of had like this mix between auburn and reddish hair. Yeah. So I am very glad they kept that in. I hope the final product comes like that. And well, that would be the the last of the announcements themselves. But this Temeshi was very wonderful. Like it got a lot of people talking, which is always good. And we, we we got we got a good chunk of this episode with that with, with this discussion anyway. So that's actually pretty good. Uh, any final thoughts, Conrad? Right because like, I know you've been I know you've been silent back there like for like the last part of it. So any final thoughts on those the, the that last part of like things that you saw? How we discussed? I mean, uh, not really. Like I. I'm not super big on the manga. Um, that's definitely been Asa's area. Yeah. Um, so it's it, I'm just not super crazy about the manga. So I and again we kind of we already kind of touched on it a little bit about how you have to pick your battles on you know what figures that you can get and what ones you can't based on budget. And if I had an unlimited budget, I mean it's a nice figure and I know exactly where I would put it and exactly how I would style it and everything, but. I it's just it's not on my priority list as much. Um, I'll keep an eye out for any pre-order links that I see because uh, they do pop up pretty frequently online, and I'll I'll uh, keep that in mind, I guess. All right, all right. Well, let's let's move on then. Let's let's move on to the next topic. Um, what like I think we have one more topic after this. Mm. It, yeah, we do have like a a, a bit of a, another news that uh, happened recently. Right. It's minor, but. Uh, remember th- that we talked about the final edition of the manga being released uh, in Mexico, being the first edition to, to be released in the continent of America and the first Spanish version confirmed thus far. It was supposed to come out in October. However, uh, yeah, we're, not, we're in November now. We're at the end of, we're at the end of November as a recording. We haven't seen shit. 
Yeah, Panini was mum about that and didn't say anything. It, it, like that. Okay, I'll, I'll get to this way later. He, it, they did not say anything throughout the month of October. The only thing that we could deduce is that they released their calendar to what books were going to be coming out, and Saint Seiya wasn't among them. So it was obvious that this had been delayed, but they never said anything about it. We had, uh, I think it was at the end of October or at the beginning of November, they released the, the uh, calendar with the new titles that they're going to be releasing in 2023. And we have confirmation that uh, that the final edition is going to be coming out on 2023. It got pushed back to the first uh, trimester. So it's going to be releasing sometime either in January, February, or March. Yeah, at the very least, the first volume. If, for those of you who don't know, the first trimester would be like the first three months. So it's like if we were to take this like how we would like interpret it for like an American audience, it would be the first quarter. Okay. So in the first quarter of 2023, it's when it's <laughs> going to be released. Uh, and we also got confirmation that the the final volume for Cynthia Show here in Mexico, volume 16, which was uh, the only one pending got a release i think it was this year or last year late, late last year in japan it's finally going to get released in in the second uh well in second quarter of uh of 2023 completing the the series here that's good yeah i'm very happy about that i hope i know that there is like a, an extended version of the final chapter that got released in the volume in japan i hope that we get that as well most likely so that would be putting an end to to that to the publication of that Saint Seiya spinoff here in Mexico as well. So it's it's a good thing. Here's the, here's the thing though. When it comes to the the final edition being pushed back, the thing that upset me the most was not the fact that it got pushed back, it, because so far in Japan only five volumes have been released, and we haven't had any confirmation for when the others are going to be coming out. It's logical that they would be pushing this back because even if they just kept to a schedule of maybe releasing every two months a volume you can only do that for one year and then you wouldn't have any material to put out so it, it makes sense for them to to delay this as much as possible at least until there is more material to put out but the thing the thing that upset me was that panini said diddly squat no communication whatsoever like just put out an announcement saying uh, this is originally we 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 said this was going to be releasing in october but due to unforeseen circumstances it's going to be this is going to be delayed or this is going to be pushed back stay in tune for more details just something like that and and that way the, the people that are actually waiting for that product that you announced would, would, wouldn't mind having to wait a, a little bit more for it but i hate it when companies do this it's like like we don't tell you anything until we feel like it and, and then we don't apologize for it yeah that's that tends that that tends that tends to happen a lot. Not just with, but it has to happen a lot. Not just with like, with like companies like that. It's like everywhere. That that's, so you're just like at this point, like it happens to like every company at this point. Yeah, they should have been a little bit more I, transparent about it. Um, I understand. I I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and I, you know me, I'm always devil's advocate. Sorry. Um, but uh, like I, I completely understand. Like they they should have said something. But a lot of companies are in that mindset that until they. Are are all refocused and back on the same page and ready for a united message that everybody's going to say the same thing. They're not going to say anything. Yeah, they probably could have been made like a, hey guys, it's obviously November and it didn't get released, so sorry, we're working on it. Kind of post. Um, but most companies are going to be are, are not going to say anything until everything behind the scenes is settled and finalized and and they're confident in the message that they're going to put out, which technically is what they should have done in the first place before they announced the, the previous release date. But you know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I get it. 
Yeah, so it's like it's a minor thing, but uh, at least we now have a tentative date uh, for this. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, same here. Like you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that they finally got they finally got the their act together and they're finally gonna start doing this. In the Tamashii Nations panel, when they announced the that they were gonna be releasing the figures of the of the surpluses for the Marina Generals, they also gave a pamphlet that contained the first chapter of Rewrite of Poseidon for the people that attended the event. There, at the end, they finally confirmed when the next chapter, or chapter 2, is going to be released, which is January 19th in the Champion Red for 2023. So, yeah. so we're, we're going to be expecting that one to come out. And as soon as I get my, my hands on, on the chapter translated to a language I understand, I'll get to work on translating into English as well. I need my marina babies. Um, they're all alive for some reason. So I, I think, I, I think, I think what, I think what they're trying to do. I think they're going to release it like every two months, two or three months. So it's like again, I think, I think we're, this goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's like it's going to be once, once every quarter, I believe. So I think we're so like, let's not hold our rest too much for the next one after this. So it's like, I'm pretty sure, like, because like what the first one came out in October, so this will put us like three months afterwards. So it'd be January. So. Yeah. Every three months, every quarter-ish, that we're going to be expecting a new a new chapter of um, of Rewrites of Poseidon. So, like, let's not hold our breath too much. So, uh, going forward, but I am excited. I am happy that that people really that we that not just us, but the entire fandom really liked this. Like, it was that was something that we all unanimously really loved, and we actually really are, I'm really happy that they are continuing this, and they are and they've, they've been doing a lot of um, and they're and they're like putting all this effort and not not just putting out the manga, but also putting in like. But also doing figures based on it as well, even though it's like if we think about it, it's just like it's just a repaint of the other figures they have themselves. But hey, it's all good. It's all good. Like I, I really do appreciate that. I really do appreciate that they're, that they're, they're just still going to continue and they've been putting on this much effort, literally putting on a flyer at the Tomashi Nation to, to tell people that, that that more more is coming soon. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I am very looking forward to it. Yeah, on the one hand, it kind of sucks that it's not a monthly uh, monthly series, but on the other, you can say, you can also give the argument that at the very least, it gives you something to to wait for and to uh, have anticipation for, so, and it'll probably last quite a bit. So, we we have something to 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 talk about and to look forward to every every few months. All right, any thoughts, um, character fairy? I'm excited. I I really like this spinoff so far. My only complaint with it again and not not to harp on because it might have been just a miscommunication i don't i don't know if kermada colors the the colored illustrations himself or if he has like a team that works on them for it but like the the villain what was her name again uh, I'm, I'm blinking nemesis nemesis yeah she she was dark skin very clearly dark skinned or at least incredibly tanned if not a poc in in the illustrations of the actual manga, but the colored illustration had her very very light skin. I hope that that is not like intentional whitewashing. I hope it was just a miscommunication because maybe that you maybe that coloring was done early on before everything was finalized or whatever. Um, but I I like seeing representation, and Saint Seiya has a spotty history with representation of uh, people of other skin tones and things like that. So. I was excited to see her. I'm hoping that that was just a one-time thing and that in other beautiful full-color illustrations we have, she is what we can assume to be the correct color. That's, that's yeah. my only I, I think that the coloring is like, I don't, I'm not sure if Isuda is the one that supervises that because since it's his project, he bas oh, he or she, uh, we still don't know. Since Suda is the, the one in charge of this project, they, they have like control as to what the coloring for 
for the for the pages would be. I don't know if they're going to be using those those same colors every time they, they color something, but uh, just rest assured that the intended version is always the one in, in black and white for, for the manga. So uh, right. I don't think that it was like with ill intent. I, I don't, again, I don't think it was because the, it, it, this very well could have been just like something that was done early on or an oversight or maybe, maybe they just don't care. I don't know, but I don't think it was ill intent, but it still leaves me feeling kind of gross. But it's just a small part of the whole thing, and the whole thing was very positive, and I'm very excited about chapter two. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating on it whatsoever. It was fantastic. All right, guys, um, that was a good discussion, guys. Um, you know, hey, like you know, if there's anything else that you guys want to bring up, like now would be a good time to bring it up, if you guys, because like if not, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna transition this to our interview with Belosia Casa. Uh, I think I'm good on my part. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. I haven't heard the interview yet. All right. <laughs> I recorded this back in uh, back in October. It's me with Gatita Negra and uh, Radin. They're both cosplayers who also host a podcast based on Saint Seiya. Which they're more focused on like fan works and fan and fan stuff in general. So if you want to check out their their podcast, I'll link I'll link it to them. They 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 think they release a podcast every two weeks and they they do it over um they do it over Twitch. So if you, I'll, I'll post their Twitch I'll post the Twitch channel on the on the description below, but on on the description of this episode, but Please give them a follow. They're really cool, and like I said, like even though they speak Spanish, they are they are multilingual, and they and they, and they are really good. They're really good to listen to. So here's the interview with La Dosiava Casa. And welcome everybody. I'm here with my and here with my two guests. I'm here with the team of La Dosiava Casa, the twelfth house. So why don't you why don't you ladies introduce yourselves? Well, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. My name is Galadea. Um, and I'm with Rainer here tonight, and thank you very much for your um, for your invitation the, to the podcast. Uh, well, uh, we are here after, I, I think, a, a kind of three, four months, because everyone has difficulties in life and stuff. So sorry yeah. about that, and thank you again. I should I should say sorry too, because like my family got the, like uh, like literally this is what happened. This is this is what happened. No, I, no, please, my, no, my, no, 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 no you guys host an amazing podcast set for, for Spanish speakers. But I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about like how Saint Sale was in Argentina, because you got you ladies, you amazing ladies are from Argentina. And also mm-hmm. too, like like also wanna, I I want to learn a little bit more about like the female perspective of Saint Sale, because like you guys like obviously you guys are ladies. And like, you know, it's something that, you know, it's something that, that males really tend to get into. I really want to know how like what, what your perspective is from a female female's perspective. And you know, just like tell us, like you know, what you what you got, how things were, the culture of, of how Saint Sale was at the time too, in in the in Argentina and stuff like that. So let's not let's not waste any more time. Let's let's go on to some of the questions here. So um, I already asked you guys. So um, how did you how did you two meet? Oh, th- this is a long story. Uh, I meet Gala uh, really in in uh, I <laughs> in redes sociales. Um, uh-huh. In social media, social media. In social, social media, in social media uh, she um, 
share uh, uh, great uh, photos about cosplay. Uh, she starts. I I meet her uh, because she doing amazing cosplays about uh, Lost Canvas. Uh, oh, okay. She have a lot of, of characters, but yes. I really never talked to to her. So. There was, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of time, uh, years maybe, and when we have the opportunity to to talk uh, each other, uh, it was very interesting because uh, we uh, went to the um, w uh, to the same university, or mm. uh, so we we. All this, uh, all this time, we never know about that. And when well, Gala tell the other the other part of the story. Yeah. Um, well, basically, uh, we met. We knew each other in social media, as Rightness said. But uh, we went to same uh, same meeting, same events, same fandom, but never talked to each other. So. <laughs> Uh, suddenly, uh, uh, one day in my university, I had uh, I, I took the responsibility of organizing some parts of a congress of communication congress, mm -hmm. and they were talking about um, pop media, pop culture, and cosplay was intended in them. So the the I don't know the the leaders of the congress asked me yeah. about. Um, about well, do you know any cosplayers, any good reference old cosplayers here in Buenos Aires to talk about cosplay as an activity, as an artist uh, thing? And then I I was in in a group about cosplayers, cosplayers organizados Argentina, organized mm -hmm. cosplayers, <laughs> cosplayers. And well, I, I I made a call. So what about asking okay. someone? Uh, well, one of the people I consider, uh, because she she has been in cosplaying here about 20 years, 20 oh, yeah. years, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of time. That 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 is, she is of the old school cosplayers here in Buenos Aires. So, oh, okay. Um, I I considered for uh for academic uh, for for that academic um interest that she was really good. And she, uh, she has the same university stuff. She has, she is gets used to to the language, to communicating with academic people. So I consider her appropriate to to speak in the congress. Okay. Uh, beyond an artist, beyond artist herself, she has a, an academic formation. So uh, I don't know. She she can stand in front of a thousand people and talk. <laughs> That's what I meant. Um well I I invite her she said yes and well we start talking since then and that was in uh 2090 or 2080 yes. 90 90 20, 20, 20, 20. 20. Mm -hmm. then yes then the covid came um mm. oh, no. next year yeah next year we in fact we have planned to to well to have a I don't know to have other meetings to be to be a team for some sensei cosplay in the future, but then COVID attack as a fire yeah. nation, as fire nation. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, we get uh, uh, 
clothes in our houses. Um, then she one day, I don't know, remember how, I think at the end Ending of the, yes, the in December, yes. yes, in December of that year, the first COVID year, mm -hmm. uh, she had an idea about, well, we are in our houses, closed, so he said, well, I wanted to do something about Sensei fandom, but not another new podcast about Sensei's news, but about the fandom itself. And I asked, okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. And she said, okay, I want this idea, this crazy idea. Listen to me, she said. <laughs> uh, let's organize a place to stay with fans and giving the fans a chance to show uh, their works. I mean, their fan works about their original characters, their original stories, implied in the Sensei universe, of course. But uh, it's a way to, I don't know, to, to present to the social media the, their products that maybe are not seen or watched or, or listened because, well, fans, fan work is not... Uh, there, there's a very little fan work that really works hard. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to be very famous, mm -hmm. or you had a, you had to have a lot of luck, good luck. Yeah, uh, or, or, <laughs> like Jerome, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but well, we, we, uh, we, I don't know. We needed, um, we need to show and to, I don't know, to share our our interest in showing the community, the Spanish-speaking community, uh, a space when the fans can show their works and share with other work, with other fans, with, um, I don't know, combining with other works, I don't know. And at first, we decided to do um Spotify podcast, just mm -hmm. audio, just uh, for like a radio thing. And then the possibility of Twitch. Uh, little note, side note here, in the first, in the first uh, time, uh, the people are more comfortable in in the podcast with, yes, format. With, yes, because uh, well, lot of reasons. Twitch means very uh, a very strong exposition, and there's not I don't know, not everyone wants to be shown in camera in front of the camera speaking exactly. to uh, to unknown people and. Yeah, and there is a lot of artists that are very shy. Uh, I don't know, but they're, they're with their own scares and their own, I don't know, things. Yeah, uh, that, that makes that makes perfect sense. Like a lot of artists are very, what we like to call timid or very, you know, mousy about things. So that it makes perfect sense like, why they, they wouldn't want to do it. So it's like, again, <laughs> no, we don't want to pressure them to do like things, stuff they're not, they're not comfortable with. Exactly. 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 Well, so... Uh, time passes and well, we started a list and we started to looking for artists in in the community and then well, we started the first of course the first two episodes were about us <laughs> because we have to introduce ourselves and to show our work like an example to say well, as we showed our work, we want you to show your work. So exactly. it's a safe, it's a safe place. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing bad is going to happen. And we want, we only want to you to show, to show your work proudly. Um, and well, the first ones, uh, 
were a kind of because we were uh, I don't know we were inexperienced to with the interviews uh, kind of difficult thing but after time passes by and suddenly Twitch was a, a possibility for us um, because we learned in the middle of this road we we learned how to podcast how to edit how to transmit how to do transmissions with Twitch how to do uh, how to use the um, the platform, the the OBS, yeah, uh, yeah, this it's a nightmare. I hate it. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I I used to do Twitch streaming myself, so I totally totally understand why it's a nightmare. And I still use I still use OBS from time <laughs> to time for like backups. So like it's still like a pain yeah. in the you know I, it's yeah. still a pain in the in the you know what whenever I have to like work on it. So I you have my sympathies. Okay, thank you very <laughs> no, much. It's, it's not it's not was only that uh, because. Uh, OBS, OBS uh, have the bad luck that your your PC or your notebook is having a good. Uh, uh, enough. Isn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah uh... Placa de video me sale, pero. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We we had a, a lot of technical problems. Uh, yeah. About yeah. Our, our technology, the software was very heavy for our computers, and it was very complicated. And well, in fact, Raine here took the technical part in the team, and yeah. and she got uh, she she went crazy in our world. Okay, so she quit. <laughs> she quit OBS. No, but the first the the, the first yeah. uh, part of of the. Yeah, the, the Twitch transmission was uh, was what, what, built with, with with OBS. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, my computer then, say, "Oh no, stop it!" Goodbye. I'm <laughs> dying. <laughs> I'm yes. dying completely. Dying. So we started. Well, she she discovered um, Streamyard. Streamyard. Streamlab. Yeah. Streamlab. Stream. Yes. Yeah. No. Streamyard. Well, Streamyard. 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 Mm -hmm. Um. Well, that change everything <laughs> everything in the transmissions it was easier it was um light <laughs> yes let's hear you um well lighter and mm. well we started with that and suddenly well people our community our viewers uh started to see other artists showing up okay they i don't know they took courage and suddenly yeah. ask, ask us, hey, I want to show my work. Hey, I want to show my work. Hey, I want to show my work. Okay. So we are during all, all next year, we do that, a very long list. And we had about 20 episodes. 20? Right. I don't know. More, I don't know. more or less. More or less. 20, <laughs> in the first year. The first year. This is the second one. The first year was yeah. about 20 episodes uh, yeah, in podcast 20. and in Twitch. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think we, we will build something here, uh, something good, something new, something, I don't know if I have to say original, but uh, something different, something that they had uh, a little space for fans. And they had the chance to show the, the the works because there's a lot of good work, excellent works. Uh, I mean, I mean, not not only fan fictions or or fan arts or fan comics. I'm talking about movies, 
I'm talking about trainers, yeah. I'm talking about musicians, about composers, about singers. Sing singers. Um, I don't know. The, suddenly, uh, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, we, we discovered gold. Uh, yeah, is the only thing I can yeah. I can imagine. Diamonds, diamonds is is diamonds. a mine. Diamonds. We have a saying. We we have a saying here. United. We have a saying here. It's it more like a United States a United States thing that is a English thing. Like you struck gold. You struck um. You struck oil. Yeah, yeah. oil. Exactly. Oil. I wanted to, I wanted to say oil. I didn't remember how to. That's say. fine. Thank you. That's fine. Oil, oil, and um. Well, uh. Basically, it's that uh, we we wanted to to share something with the community, and I think we built a space to do so, and we are very 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 happy and surprised because we did um, I don't know we a did community. A... We yes, build we a community, and um, the positive thing of this is people are. Uh, very united between HealthServe. Um, they share the works of another people. So I don't know. I, I think that fandom is, is not the... Uh, uh, in Latin America, uh, Sensei is like a bad word because the fandom itself. But mm -hmm. the works of the fans build another different type of community, very, very positive. Yeah, uh, and and that is something surprising because I I remember the fandom, <laughs> very toxic, and um, and this 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 community is is very different, and 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 we like it. Yeah, it's it, it, this isn't this isn't just a same thing. I think it happens. It happens to all types of fandoms, and it's not just it's not just a, it's not just something in South America. It happens here in America, here in North America oh. too. So it's it's so I always say to people, look. If you mm. want to, if you want to, if you want to like do something, if you want to like be in this fandom, be in like be part of something, don't like be, don't, don't try, try to find the people you, you find yourself more like you, you find, you find yourself more um, closer with, like you find more, yeah. uh, like you find someone that you, that you, you have more in common with. And that way you can form a, you can form friendships from there. You can still be part of, you can still be part of a, the, the big picture of, of like, of the fandom. But you're not really like participating in like all the toxic stuff and stuff like that. So I always say like, look, there's a lot of baggage when you go into like any fandom, not just Saint Seiya, but like anything, anything in general. I, I love I love I love American comic books. I, I love I, I grew up reading that stuff. And boy, you should see, you should see all those you should see all those people that just that just talk out of their butts a lot of times when they when they talk when they do stuff. And I'm like, it's so hard. But then, but but. I but I I kind of like you know talk to just some like small groups of friends who like like who we 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 like our we like our own little thing and we just kind of like go with it. Like I I'm not into like the big I'm not, I'm not into like the big um superhero comics. I'm into like Transformers and the GI Joe comics. So I'm more yeah. grounded. I like that stuff a lot more. So I just talk to them and that fandom is like just and the and even the creative people in that fandom too. And those fandoms are amazing. So yeah, it's like just if you separate yourself from like the general. Of the general fandom, you'll be perfectly fine, and you guys have carved a, a really good niche being with the creative crowd, being with all people who create stuff. That's a, that's always a good, that's always very good, especially since um for someone like myself, like you know, we, we our podcast is more focused on like telling the world from a North American perspective or from an English speaking perspective, like what's going on in like the rest of the world or what's happening, you know, in our our neck of the woods. So like we're more into that more traditional podcast. 
but you guys are giving a spotlight to cosplayers, to artists, to um, you know, people make fan works, and I think that's more important sometimes. And that, I think that was a goal when I when that was that was that was also going to be my my sub goal when I was making the show because like the first my my main goal was to get the show the, was to expose Saint Seiya to a larger audience, but to expose Saint Seiya's fan works and the people who who are behind the fandom to the rest of the world as well. So you guys are doing an incredible job on that and trying to give people, like you know, the, the, uh, you, uh, give as we say, give them a platform to the fan to like the creatives who put a lot of effort into a lot of what they do. Thank you well, for your work. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Well, in fact, uh, I was going to add um, that some artists, most of them, I think, uh, starting doing collaborations between themselves. So. Yes. Yeah, there are some fan figures then speak with uh, fan workers fan and artists. Said, fan yes. artists and said, well, okay, uh, let's share a, a, a special capture together. Or uh, do you want to illustrate my cover for the next episode? Or I don't know, you want to write an introduction for my character and so on. But that was that wasn't even suggested by us that that they went natural naturally yeah between them exactly so oh, for example there was um uh, albiore caballero argentino yeah. uh, uh, he starts to do uh, to make them uh, the fixture of the world cup so there are lots of uh, saints that are, there, there, there there's no have a nationality of the mm -hmm. the cult. There are countries without a saint, so there she uh, he calls uh, to the fans uh, if they um, want to share uh, her OCs. Yeah, uh, ex exactly. And they uh, drove them to add uh, the fixture. All right. I all right. So like you. Yeah. you, you you guys were like you guys were like a beacon to bring all these people together, and and from there they just they, they just kind of like started working together from there. That's that is amazing because like I I always love hearing about that because like I think when creatives work together, that's when they come up with the best ideas, and and so like that's really good that you guys are bringing these creatives together here. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much, <laughs> thank you. All right, so um, why don't we like you know thanks thanks so much for all that that was amazing you guys that you guys have told us all this but um let's talk a little bit more about like what Saint Seiya is like how it was in your neck of the woods in in um, in Argentina so uh, tell us a bit how like Saint Seiya started if you guys have any recollections of how Saint Seiya was in Argentina at the time oh uh, well, well we different... in, in Argentina uh, Saint Seiya uh, came up. Uh, in 1995, in a program, um, in a channel that they that not exist more, uh, it called ATC, uh, Channel 5, <laughs> no, Channel 5, no, Channel 7. Uh -huh. um, 7, yeah. Um, and they have a problem in that time because there were, uh, they're not have every, every, all the episodes completely. They have uh -huh. a part. No, I I don't know if I'm 20 episodes or 40 episodes. So the series uh, start in a part. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, one day uh, comes the episode 40. So there's no more. Start again and again. And oh, there was a lot of time that the, it, uh, it repeats 
So there are another uh, channels that are ha- um, um, I don't know. What You're transmitting? Yeah, and have the rights for more episodes. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of time that we as a kids want to know uh, how how how, uh, how how is the ending of that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in in this, uh, there are a lot of years now. And even if the the ending is not showing up, uh, the, the the boys are very crazy about this. Uh, the few um, uh, sticker album there, or I don't know what what's the the, the right name of the, yeah, of it's a sticker the, album. Like that's that's what we sticker. call them here. Anyway. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, there are a lot of them. Um, there uh, a collective few uh, figures of Andai, uh but the, um, I don't know exactly because I am, I am as a kid, um, a girl kid. Um, it's like uh, the is like um, popularity is not a serious like a girl. So when you or when I <laughs> went to a kiosk or I don't know um, a, a, a magazine store. It's like it's like a looking to you and you you are sure that you want to buy this. It's not for girls, but I I really don't like it. Also, yeah, I I really don't care. I want my my figure album of Senseiya. and it, it was difficult when you are a girl and the the most of the people who uh, saw the series in in this time in in that in that time were only boys. Yeah. So. So yeah. it's difficult because I was a little girl. So the, the the relationship between boys and girls in in a certain age they are not more uh, f- flexible. I don't know how to say. It's like girls for one side and boys for one other mm-hmm. side. Yeah, and I, it's I, I was, Yeah, I had similar experience here. Um, well, I met Senseiya. I was eight years old and. Uh, I I had well we had the same problem because we we live in the same society that but um, there is a, a a very very separated roles here mm-hmm. about uh, in in that time I'm talking about the nineties okay yeah um, exactly. <laughs> so so to speak um, about what was for boys and what was for girls for girls here in Argentina in the nineties any uh, the the I don't know the the most popular anime came here. I mean, in Sensei, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, etc., etc., etc. The second generation or the third generation of anime, I, I would say. Uh, but here it was our first one. So yeah. <laughs> Sensei came anime yeah. in all Latin America. If, if I think the first anime uh, in a lot of time, because in the eighties was Robot Edge, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. It was I, I don't know five five years is a lot of time for a for a boy. And then, bef- and then before that, it was like stuff like Gacha Man, Battle of the Planets. I don't know, um, but Raya de los Planetas. They, 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 that was before, well, it was way before like any of our any of our time. That was like in the seventies, and then even before that, you had um Speed Racer, Meteoro, as well. Yeah, and that was yeah, like, yeah, Speed exactly. Race, yeah. But, but we want really little girls uh, when they mm-hmm. show up in the in the TV. Since yeah. yeah, we want. A little more uh, 
grow up, growing up girls. So uh, there is a gap, a year gap, is like a generation. Yeah. So it was really the first anime that imp- uh, came here to to open the market for the anime. Yeah. Especially for the- for the, the toys or all the merchandising. But as as Raina says, Cynthia was for boys. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very difficult for us as little girls to consume the the, the Senseiya thing. We yeah. you you can say, okay, you were kids, we can play to be Senseiya, but in society it wasn't. It was a it was a point as it was a problem. Our parents uh didn't want to us to watch Senseiya um with a lot of con- love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With <laughs> blood and, and violence and thing and such things. Um, at the same time, society, uh, I don't know, society uh, pointing you out about that. Is there okay? That that is not for girls. You have to watch something more girly, something more pinky candy, things. Candy. <laughs> candy, candy. Sailor Moon was uh, a bit later, but it was yeah. most more. It was most. Uh, it, it was more uh, acceptable for teenagers. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. We, are, we were we were te- uh, teenager when when Sailor Moon came up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, but not not much years uh, after. But I don't know. Maybe when I was twelve, Sailor Moon came, and Senseiya came when I was eight or nine mm-hmm. years. So that's that's the difference. But it was the same decade. I mean. Um, yeah. But well, that, that was our first generation of anime, and uh, I, I wanted to add for the the anecdote of of, of Rainer's childhood that hmm. um, the products here, the original products here, mm-hmm. uh, very expensive. Never, ne- never, never came here. Okay, that that's the truth. Never oh, came no. after I don't know after fifteen years later, maybe. And there's expensive. They are expensive today. Today, yeah, uh, very expensive. I mean, very expensive. Yeah, but uh, in, the, in that moment, I, I, I know, I uh, knew, I remember the face of my father when I told, I wanted a Bandai figure, Daddy. And but no, this <laughs> is no. the half of my of my salary. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 it's the same thing. I was living in Mexico too. It's like the. The Bandai figures, the official ones, they were like, if we were to take like at the time, it would it would have been like thirty American dollars, and I'm like, uh, like ask, asking for one of them is like kind of like yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like a, it's kind of asking way too much from your parents. So fifty like, American a- dollars, fifty American dollars was here with, because in oh this time in nineties, one peso, one dollar. <laughs> uh huh. Oh no. So yeah. there was expensive, mm. very expensive. It was it was very expensive. They are very expensive today. Bandai, please slow down I, your prices, please. We just reco- um, we just we just recorded a podcast where we just we were talking yeah. just about this, and we're like, I, I'm uh. begging you. Okay, so um, out of crying this, um, well, uh, there was no original products here. Yes, uh, there were. Uh, there was the time of fashion about uh, sticker albums. Um, yes. Um, I don't know. 
tazos, there was a, a little, mm -hmm. little, gums. little figure. There, there are gums, uh, bubble gums with the bubble stickers. Gums. Yes, yeah, yeah. bubble gums. We had, we, uh, had this, we had those, we had those in Mexico, believe it or not. You're, you're, oh my God, I'm yeah. remembering all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And not in Argentina, but in other countries like Chile or Brazil, there Yogurt. were yo yogurts too uh -huh. with, mm -hmm. with figures. And here, as we Argentinians, um, I don't know, we are, <laughs> we try to be uh, clever than clevers. And they they started they started to to do alternative products. Let's say yeah, exactly. Uh, I for mean, example, uh, for example, a, a comic book when Sailor Moon and Sanseya oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It's very it's very famous and very bizarre at the same time. It's, it's, it's very yeah, I know, it's I, bizarre. I read and. Yeah, I always, I always, cause like I love Sailor Moon. I love it. I love the series too. Like that, that is my, that is also like another like big series I used to love. And I always show, and like my friends who like that, who like Sailor Moon, I show them that, and like like their minds are blown when they see that, cause like they they cannot comprehend what they're looking at. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, obviously, real. not not it's original real. product. It's no, not like no. I, I think it's a it's a mixture of a fun scene and uh, I don't know what 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 they wanted to do there a crossover but I need to sure it, money with this. I'm it was sure very I'm, famous. I'm pretty sure that what they said is like we have both of the rights because I'm pretty sure like they had I'm pretty sure that they had um they, I'm pretty sure they had both of them to do something with with Saint Seiya and Sailor Moon related and they're like let's just put something it and let's see what happens it's like. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm so we'll do something, but we can't let the we can't let the official like we can't let Toy or Naoko Takeuchi or Masami Kuromata know what we're doing. Like yeah, you have to do everything kind of like covert, you know, like like uh, yeah, I, we have a term here. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember it in English. It's like they had to do it like you know, by the, in the middle of the night they couldn't they could not let people see what they're doing, and it, they just let it all out in like in the public. We sent you a, a link with the a scan of this comic book because yeah, because it was it was a magazine and it had uh, several numbers here. Oh no no only one eh? only one. No the, two. the crossover no the crossover no, is yeah. only one one number. Mm -hmm. Yes because I bought it and when I was I was uh, go to the other month and the next month they never appeared so there was one number. And mm. that was the bizarre of that the old story because this didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> or they found out, or like mm -mm, you can't be doing that anymore. No, uh, because uh, besides the drawings, are were, were awful. awful. <laughs> I see really the pictures. Awful. Awful. Oh, I, I see the pictures. It's amazing. There were. The, 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 I, I think. I think. I, I think uh, the, the, the concept of altar. ¿Cómo se dice calcar? Tracing. Like I, I was talking yeah. about that. I, I was talking about that. That the concept of art tracing, I think, didn't exist in the internet. They made it. They created first. I mean, uh, uh, there was tracing everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every single drawing was traced. So yeah, it's exactly. awful. It's awful. Okay. So also, by the way, for those of you playing at home, yes, we we just had our Saint. We had our Sailor Moon reference on a Saint Seiya podcast. Take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. No. 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 We, we do. We, if you haven't listened to the show, we have my other my other host, Common Writer Furry. He loves things. He loves Sailor Moon, and like he'll try to horseshoe. Since there are too many shows with S's, it's 
throwing me off sometimes. He likes Sailor Moon, and he yeah. will try to like put as much Sailor Moon stuff on our episodes as much as he as much as he can. And like, you know what? <laughs> go for it. You you go. go you it. you do it. I don't like. It's one of the few times where it's like, you know what? Sailor Moon and Saint Seiya, like we say, we have a term here that's like they're conjoined at the hip, where they're like they're connected to the hip in a lot of, in a yeah. lot of ways. So it's like. It, like so, in some ways, it, they kind of, they kind of are, they kind of like, inadvertently, they kind of like, they kind of go together. Yeah. So, but th- th- that's really interesting that you, you guys kind of clarified this like mystery of, of, of that comic book because like I, we, we, a lot of people have seen it. I posted a lot. I've been guilty of like just showing it. Like, look, look at how, look at what, look what they're doing. Like, behind, look, look what they're doing in, in Argentina. You, you don't want this happening. So it's like we, we usually use that as a joke, but it's like it's good that you have someone kind of like to clarify what it was exactly, and like it's 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 very interesting. But so um just uh, just really briefly, um, you guys get to keep any of that stuff like the tassels or the sticker albums or anything like that from from the past? Yes, I I I, I keep them. <laughs> I keep them all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I it's very well hide it, but <laughs> I won't. It's 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 like I'm a, a little treasure for me. I I have a, not completed albums, not everyone. I just one one full of them. But uh, yeah, I had it yet. It's a treasure. Oh, that's, that's so good because like I lost all my stuff when I moved back to the United no! States. I had um I I had like we had we had the coloring books. Yeah, like coloring magazines of, of Saint Seiya, and I lost all of them. And I oh. lost. And I lost also, I got, I had like an official Bandai, no. uh, uh, official Bandai figure of Libra. No. I can and he was gone. He was gone. Oh my gone. God. Wow. But over, over, got into some new stuff because like, you know, I had a little bit more disposable income and I was, I was like, oh, okay, I'll buy this. And I was like working, I was working at a mall at the time. <laughs> and, and like when I was, and I was working at the mall and we, I, I knew the and we all kind of had like a little, like, like the guys who worked at like the video game store. And a toy store and all that stuff. We would like we we all knew each other secretly. We would all talk to each other like in private. We're like, dude, if you got this, like give me like like leave me one behind and I'll let you let you take this and this and this. And like we would like just like secretly make deals between each other in the in the in the um you know, just like without them without our without our respective bosses knowing. And we would just get our we would just get like stuff like discounted and stuff like that. And like you know, we, we and for that I got a, a few also um when they brought uh, Saint Seiya to America as Knight of the Zodiac the first time, I got a mm-hmm. f- I got a quite a few of the, I got a f- quite a few of those toys like you know, at, like below market price as they would say like below what they, you would really would have to pay. But like I said, but um, so like you you guys touch upon your cosplays like earlier and you and you guys were really involved with it especially in, in your in your in your university. Um, you you guys have any um like you guys have any favorite costumes you guys liked working on? Yes, yeah. I start to do my my second cos uh, cosplay that all my entire uh, life of of cosplayer. Um, it was Marine of the. Uh, mm-hmm. But my favorite, I do a lot of things. I, I a lot of of cos- cosplays of Sanseya. My favorite, I think that it was the goddess Artemis of Tenkaihen because mm-hmm. it's my favorite goddess. Uh, even uh, even when I was a child, and um, I I think that that's the the excuse that I use that I say, oh my God, Artemis is now in Sunseya movie. So I I made it, and and I love the 
the style, the, the design, etc. Okay. Yeah. And she's writing a story which implies the goddess itself. <laughs> Oh, now, awesome. now, so it is called Amazonomachia. I'm talking about this. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's all right. Um, well, it, I, I don't want to spoiler anything, but it, it, Artemis has a very important part in that. And so that's why it's her favorite. <laughs> God, all right. I think. I think. Mine, in my case, well, I did... So, so many cosplays of Senseiya, I cannot count them. Uh, most of them about Los Canvas because he's my favorite spin-off. Um, I mean, I've made crossplay. I mean, I play male characters. Yeah. And I make cosplay itself with female characters. Yeah. And I can say my favorite one is a crossplay, uh, which is Hakure of Altar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I, I love. First, first of all, I won, <laughs> I won a contest with them. Okay. So yeah. I had a very, a very good respect, an international con cosplay contest. So uh, I'm very proud of him. Secondly, because it's a challenge because of the makeup, mm. you have to That's transform it. your face because movie and people has no, um, has no uh, eyebrows. So mm -hmm. uh, you have to make up everything and you have to add a male feature and an old man feature. So yeah, Hakuri is old, it's an old man. Uh, so for me, it was one of my best works as a player and I'm very, very, very proud of them. Um, I made everything. I made the, uh, the I made the, the, the sword. I, I, I costumed the... the 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 wig and I saw every part of the clothes, <laughs> every part, um, and well, it was a a, a competition cosplay, so uh, it, it was very it was made with very very little details everywhere, and I don't know, I I took care. I mean, I I didn't mean that the other cosplays I did uh, wasn't <laughs> were were made with love, but that one in particular was a challenge as an artist, a challenge as a as a cosplayer, an artist as a performer, because I had to do a performance. Uh, I had to create a dialogue that I'm basically I, I wrote a fanfic about uh, and a scene that doesn't exist, but I suppose it happened between Yang Xion and Hakure. Uh, so that scene, that was the the one I I made a, a completely thing with um with a with a performance in in on stage with the dubber, with uh, actor yeah. dubbing yeah. actor. Yeah, a, a friend of a friend of us, a, a voice actor, made the Hakure. I, I I mean I I give him the the fan fiction. And he did the voice of Hakure because, well, a male voice was needed in that case. And they helped me a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I was very proud of them. So that is my favorite cosplay of Senseiya I had to now. Uh, All right. That, that, that's it. I would say that. <laughs> All right. That, that is so, that's so amazing. It's like, I, I know a lot of cosplayers myself. And hearing these stories, like, you know, when they're in competition, stuff like that, and hearing, like, what goes on and what, the, what they have to do is so fascinating and like it's so good to hear like these stories about like what you guys had to go through and all that stuff so i'm really really happy you guys got to share that with 
us. You know, uh, let's mm. um, let's take a let's take a let's take a let's take a let's take a, a bit of a from like talking about like the about stuff in Argentina and a little bit about, well, about you guys, and let's talk like you know what you guys are observing from from the English speaking side of the of the world just really quick. Um, like, what do you guys? What you, how do you guys are feeling so far about how Saint Cecilia is being um, shown here in United, here in America, or here in English speaking worlds? Like, what do you guys? How do you guys feel about how it's been going so far from your observations? Oh, it's a good question. You mean, you mean uh, how that, we? Yeah. How okay, do you guys? Lala. How do you ladies feel about how we are treating this franchise here in the United States? Okay, okay. Um, uh, well, okay. well uh, that, that's a very interesting question because we only have a, a, a South American uh, view about mm-hmm. this. The impact Sensei has here was very different in the entire world, I could say. Yeah. Different in Europe, different in, in Japan itself, and different in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, I We, well... As, as our experience of, of fans and speaking with other fans or fans that had the American experience there. Uh, today, I will say, I, I mean, they, they had a very complicated beginning, the, the product itself. So maybe um, I, I noticed with the, with the American fans that since they have, uh, was kind of confusing thing, <laughs> Because uh-huh. it was, there has no clear order worse than in here. Uh, uh-huh. Because here it came as a, um, I don't know, a product that tells a story, for example, with same voices, some transmissions. Well, there was a story about this and that and that and that. But in America, uh, I, I saw that uh, it, was, it wasn't very clear. Uh, I don't know if he, if it came with a, a kind of difficult kind of stuff because of the topic, because of the American culture is yeah. different. It's different, so they can perceive the gender, the 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 and gender as a, another thing. And I think it was a, a marketing, yeah, marketing group of mistakes I, there. Yeah. yeah. I think that um, the wrong people who took the, the franchise and do a disaster and when the time passed, it was the, yeah. very difficult to rebirth the, the experience yeah. because yeah. Uh, different voices, different, uh, I don't know, yoga is a surfer boy. Oh, come <laughs> on. on, on. <laughs> Guys, you, you, how, how is that? Or, or, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, a boy just, who whose power are uh, freezing and this, this is not, not not have any sense. So I think that the 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 first step of Sansaya in in North America it was very uh, accidentally yeah, messy. Messy. It was a mess. Messy. Sorry. It was a Sorry, mess. guys, yeah. but it was a mess for us. But as we can see it, uh, I think the the best. The best very example we you can see now nowadays is about the first um the first uh, the, arc of of Netflix of Nights yes, of the Zodiac. Exactly. That is an example of what North America franchise came or went in the moment and what 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 they want to do now. So the first arc 
of that story of Knights of the mm -hmm. Zodiac. Not 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 the actual one. The actual one, the the gold the gold saints part is really really better because Crunchyroll took it. So thank you, Crunchyroll. But um, thank you. the yeah, but net but Netflix uh, has the American way of thinking about doing marketing with some franchises uh, such as that kind of retro anime and the results of that uh, it was a very very mess mess story that didn't understand the spirit of the of the original story and mm. they created characters that were unnecessary changes that always unnecessary like a shown for example uh -huh. Because um doesn't make sense. And in the original manga, Andromeda Shun is one of the most important characters, if mm -hmm. not the most important character, because yeah. we know how he ends. Yes. So, like well, what was um, well, I, I, I think that it was uh, I think that yeah. it was an a, a a coward decision because yeah. uh, if I I the uh, a week ago, I saw an interview that Cesarine do to uh, Sakura Rosa. Uh, mm -hmm. She is uh, an executive producer of the, the, the series. And she told how the Net Netflix not, don't have anything to do with the, the gender change of Shaun. The only thing that Netflix do is only pay the rights for a mission. After mm. that... Don't have any, um, uh, I don't know how this the word um, decisions uh, decisions about the 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 plot. No, yeah, the plot idea, the change, the the change of the the gender of Sean is only for the writers. Yeah, the, the writers that they are uh, are from from uh, United States. Yeah. Uh, and they thought, even no, not understanding the the the, uh, the la obra, <laughs> the, the, the story, the story, yeah. uh, the story that oh, it's a coward uh, decision because told uh, took a boy with an armor pink. So that, this is not uh, an explanation of why why I change a gender of a character. It, uh, I want girls. Um, only boys. Oh, it's boring. No, it's not like that. Read the story to the end and understand the character and why is the the person. Oh yeah. That, uh, yeah. I think that. that okay. Let's continue. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. No. 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 That's the the, the idea. It's just like. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I think um the the misconception of United States about the franchise um it's um deeper than we we you you that we can talk here but uh i think i consider that there is an um cultural uh conception about uh about uh, to be inclusive with some things with some ideas with some groups with some yeah. genres with some i don't know variation uh that make them sometimes make them in a literal way so yeah. we have a group of protagonists that everyone is a, everyone is male. Well, we need a girl. Okay, why? Because we need a girl. But yes. why? We need a girl. 
I said we need a girl. We need Saori a black a girl. Ah, no, yeah. no, but if she's a girl, it, no, don't count. We have like, like I, I'm pretty sure it's like they said, like, look, like marketing says we need to have a girl because marketing told us to. Exactly. Exactly. We, the same, the same way we sometimes in movies we need a, a black, a black guy. We need an Asian guy. We need a Latin guy mm -hmm. because said so because it's what it sells. So. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, unfortunately, uh, American culture has the really, the really uh, bad attitude about that, and sometimes it ruins the uh, the uh, the story itself. The yeah. reason which Shun has a role in the story of the manga Kurumada's original senseiya is relevant, and the character is in that way because it has a purpose. Yes, it has a, a goal. It has a, a destiny. If you want to talk about destiny, and it there and is another, a reason. There's a role that yeah. the masculinity of shown. Uh, it needs to be shown. <laughs> it, yeah. it needs to be there because in the time that the story uh, write uh, yeah. was writing, um, I I th I thought that the 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 boys. Uh, seem each other like oh I can be a good a, a big boy so I I need to be strong I need I no how how are you how why are you crying why are you crying no Sean show yes. us that the uh, like a man you can cry you can have uh, show your feelings so turn Sean to a girl it's like no 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 Understand um, a thing about John. <laughs> yes, that, that, and that's what it says. All and right. they ruin, ruin the person, the character uh, itself. Yeah, yeah I, I will have to agree because, um, like, I will say this, like, in Shun, uh, Shun as a character, in the, the male one from the original anime, yeah, it, like, his character, yeah, he may be emotional, but, like, it, the, the series taught us over time, it's, like, it's good to be, it's good to be, um, it's good to have emotions. It's, good, it's, not, it's not good to hold it all in. And just and to like let it all out, and and there and there's arcs about that, like at the very beginning where it's like you see like what happened when you, when you hold in anger and stuff like that. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a purpose, and Kurumada do it in that way for a purpose, and mm -hmm. to send a message about uh, about uh, feelings of because Senseiya came from a, a very a very um, I don't know how to say in that in that time uh, the shonen. The shonen stories about they want to to show values about friendship, about uh, love, about uh, trust, and one of them, one of the points of of the of the characters of the protagonist there is to show um, several parts of a man, the ideal man. You have to be brave. You have to be noble. You have to be uh, proud. You have to be sensitive you have to be i mean every everyone every bronze saint as in the story as protagonist is a part of a ideal that kurumada wanted to share to the youth uh, -huh. uh they say they say you are look boys look girls you have to be a good person a person which contents nobility courage trust uh sensitivity and I don't know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 
that is the compass. I mean, that is how I I I can think we we perceive it in here. No, yeah. as, as we read the story, uh, but in America, um, they that that message, uh, I don't know, it was misunderstood. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. something. So some part of that message uh, didn't reach to the to the uh, to the culture or didn't get a, a right place. So they took the product. And they say, okay, we don't know what the message is, but like it's a boy thing. So we are going to make a boy thing with boys for boys. That's it. Okay. And then that is why I, I think Senseiya was really a mess in America. And that's why uh, the impact they has as a product, uh, it wasn't so, so successful as here, as in here. So in here, it came... I don't know. The message was, I don't want you to say that uh, we hollowed the answers and you're, <laughs> you don't. But um, I think we perceive the product in a different way because we are different culture and, and, and values came with, with the, I mean, I think the, 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 the translation here was essential. So uh, the Mexican translation came here. Um, I don't know. They, they they had the, the the mistakes, their funny mistakes and their funny things mm -hmm. like Huni, like Hunini, for example. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, so, oh, speaking of which, I had I had to do. I was working. I'm working with Zeichi, and um, I'm working on his uh, on his game. I'm working yeah. on, his, on his game of Saint Seiya, and I, I'm working on the English. I'm working on English translation, and I had to essentially rewrite all that stuff with the Junini stuff because. I, like it would not, it, it would not make sense to an English speaker. So I had to do something very, very different with, with that character. So exactly. It's like, so it's like, so like, like we don't have those like those weird things that like that. So like the United States, I think we're kind of like more straightforward with it. But I, I had to, I had to essentially just like I had, I had to like rewrite the entire thing altogether to make it work to an English speaker. Yeah. That, that's even even the name, even the name of of our podcast. Because there are a lot of uh, people that told us, hey, but your name is not going to be Dudecima uh, Casa because the, the it, translation. It, 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 yes, it is not grammatically, grammatically correct in Spanish. Mm. Exactly. Uh, it is not correct, in fact. But Oh my uh, God, I've been saying it wrong all this time. I'm so no, sorry. No. No, 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 the translation, the, the, the translation in the dub, in the dubbing, in Spanish, yeah. and mm -hmm. they, 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 they tell the doceava casa, uh, and it's wrong, because it's dudecima casa. Well, but, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But, oh, but, but we took the, that mistake, and we use it in our favor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's the point because it's very symbolic, okay? All because right. we, we we introduce the translation, the translation we 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 had here, the Mexican one, because it means a lot of us, and we know they had a lot of mistakes of grammatical. Uh, I don't know about even in math, uh, in math. Uh, yeah, about names, about phrases, about Hunini, yeah. <laughs> for example, but. Um, they turn into into a, a, a symbolical childhood thing for us. 
So we preserve them. We okay. love them. We 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 celebrate them. them. <laughs> yeah, we empower them. So that's why Dosiaba Casa is called Dosiaba Casa. So it's good. It's okay. <laughs> I was gonna say one last note for those for like the English speaking people who don't know like why the Gabriel Junini and stuff like that. Um, Gabriel Junini, it's it's just a mistranslation of Gemini. So yes. like they like I think I think the actor just I think I think either the actor said it, like the actor said it wrong and they just ran with it. Or the, the guy who's doing the who was just cutting all up was like, I'm not, I'm I, it's, it's Friday it's 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 like it, it's like five thirty I'm not gonna even bother with this so like I I'm just gonna leave it in and hopefully these kids do not come pay attention yeah so but you know what you know what what's 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 what you know what's let's slow things out here let's talk a little bit about what you guys are what, what you guys are expecting from the future so is there anything you guys are excited for in Saint Seiya? In like the future, um, about about the franchise. Yeah, like you anything see? in general. Like, are you excited for the movie? Any like any of those new works that you guys are looking forward to? Um, just anything, like anything in general. You guys are you guys are like um, are you guys excited we have, for? We have a date in Planet with Gala uh, when the live action in uh, release. <laughs> this is it's just like I don't know. Is is it? Night, ladies' night <laughs> to show them. <laughs> totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Dress your best, y'all wearing, y'all y'all wearing like y'all wearing like really fancy dresses and stuff like that. I I totally get you. Of course, makeup and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or cosplay. I we don't know, but it's just, it's just a, a, a ladies' night. Uh, and yeah. we we don't know if I don't yeah, know if we, we can we, invade we, some. We are very excited in general because I don't know. This is a year. This is a year, uh, I don't know. Was born again. Yes, uh, I will agree a on that. Of, a lot of manga, the live action. Uh, well, not the 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 coats. The concert. The, 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 two yes. concerts in France and in Mexico. France yes. and Mexico. Our friend Naisha de Dragon, who is a very 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 popular Sensei fan here, uh, who has a channel in YouTube. And he went exclusively to Mexico some weeks ago to, to see the concert. Mm, um, yes. They had the fortune of that. They brought us gifts. So we love him a yeah. lot. <laughs> okay. Um, but, well, th there is a, 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 a really new wave of Senseiya here uh, about the franchise itself and about the, the, a new fan generation, too. And there is a lot of new spin-offs, two spin-offs running on now. Mm -hmm. uh, since Cynthia show, I think he's coming back, I think. Yes, it is. Uh, something. Uh, um, I don't know. Assassin is still running, I think. Uh, Assassin G, I mean, Assassin episode. G. Yeah. Uh, well, we have that. We have the rise of, the rise of Poseidon. Uh, we have, uh, well, the, the Nice of the Zodiac. We have the live action. We have... Oh my god, a lot of things. So I don't know. Yeah, we, we have time. We, we have time Odyssey, and we also have um, uh, uh, what was the, what's the name of that one with, with the guy with the, the the what's the name of, what's the name of that series? I, I I keep on messing it up, but it's the one about the guy who becomes like the next wyvern um saint. Yeah, but he's uh, not from another. Yeah, they 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 got cool and say I would say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's yeah. The, the isekai. The isekai. The isekai. I don't remember Isekai. that name. Isekai. Yeah. 
that is but, a guy. Well, well, um, it, it's it's really it's really surprising because well, let's remember Senseiya has I don't know more than thirty years, forty years, forty years. So so it's amazing. It's amazing that's still alive. And it's very interesting that um North America tried try I mean I they they are trying. I love you. Uh huh. they're trying to 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 took the franchise again and to say, okay, okay, let's let's take a deep brief again and after the first arc, which was a disaster, let's make Crunchyroll has the magic and and, and let's introduce Sensei again to the, the new generation so to see if if it works. Yeah. Um yeah. I think this time, this time, I don't know the consequences about my words here now, but this mm. time is this time is working. Yes, it is. But I will say that. I will say that it, it's it's definitely working. People are asking more for like whoever's got whoever's gonna pick it up to pick up the original series. It also helps too that I, I've said this before and I say this to like everybody who's listening from the United States that we have a we have an app. We have an app uh, that's called that that has all the Shonen Jump series like you know Dragon Ball, One Piece, um, uh, just all, all all that one, all that stuff. They finally put Saint Seiya in there too, and I'm really proud that they put that in. They finally yeah. put Saint Seiya in English because it's been out of print for ten years, and now and now it's not. It's like it's so easily accessible. You can pay like you can pay two dollars a month, and you get you get to read all of it, and you get to read like whatever new series that's out there, like. You want to continue on the new Dragon Ball stuff with Dragon Ball Super? It's there. Well, like one of my personal favorite series right now in Shonen Jump is Spy Family. You like it's on there. So, uh, Chainsaw Man, another series I'm also following. That's on there too. You get those. You get all of them a week of, and you get Saint Seiya in English. And that's like you know, it's it's a it's such a good it's so it's so good if you if you so if you like the the CGI series, the manga is right there, and it's so easily accessible for like any way to pick it up. I think that that is the reason. Uh, since AI is working this time, mm-hmm. um, I mean the the access of the of the original material is very important, and I say as we are we were speaking during all the interview, I think the first time since AI came to go well, as came north sorry went to America um, was in the wrong way was yes. very messy was very confusing and was uh, misunderstood and were, well, bad interpreted about the, the, the ones, the people who, who bought the rights there. Yeah. And to, to, the, to the transmissions and to re, re, rebuild the product because North America has to the, the, the cultural, <laughs> the, the cultural habit to translate what are you talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay, there's a story of guys. Okay, let's see a story of guys. And Japanese stories, they are very different. Or they, they tell this to, they, they tell uh, your, their message, their, their messages in a different way. So, tile, sometimes you can maybe, I don't know, I, I think they, they conceive black and white, bad and good guys. And Japanese stories and Japanese characters are gray. Yeah. So sometimes that is very difficult to translate. And if you have the ad, you have the habit 
to to impose your vision and not to respect the original one that the result could be senseiya in north america 15 years ago yeah so a complete disaster <laughs> so, a different story um but here in south america uh we had more the original product and yes the translation in in, in spanish the mexican translation has the mistakes of course mm -hmm. uh but we we learn from them uh, in the future but they the, the mistakes didn't uh change the story itself totally. so that's why we received the message and we received the original story more clear that american all right that's why that, that that's i think that's the difference between uh the north and the south all right well you know um it's been a really really fascinating interview i'm really really happy if we're, i'm really happy how this turned out but i don't want to keep you guys i don't want to keep you ladies like um like any longer here and also too it's like i i, I don't i like i like i just want to make sure that well, that um yeah, you know, I just want to I just want to make sure that that, that I get that uh, that there's enough time also when I post this episode and we also have time too to talk about like what we're gonna do. It, it might it might as well be I might have to make this to its own separate episode altogether because like there's a lot of fascinating stuff that you ladies talk about and I'm really really happy and really really fascinated by a lot of this by a lot of what you guys are saying. So um, is there so before we go, um, can you please share with us like everything you do or like you give us like places like links and stuff like this like, tell us like where you we can find you on the internet so they can like um so i can see all your works of course gala yeah. <laughs> gala me first okay so personal ones and then the doceava casa ones personal ones uh my name is galatea de negro the i think uh, uh i think the podcast we're going to name us like we said in the in the Doceava Casa, I have Twitter, listen name, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, <laughs> everything. Yeah. And, okay, so I my works can be found in fanfiction.net, dot mm -hmm. net now, and Wattpad. And I wrote about a character of Lost Canvas Universe called Thais. Um well yeah, it's it's everything is in Spanish for now. I wanted to translate it into English, uh, precisely to open up to to the English community. So I, I'm trying. I, I swear I trying. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're and, fine. You're 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 fine. Don't 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 you worry about anything at all. Okay, thank you. And then, uh, well, I I'm an illustrator, uh, a professional illustrator now. I'm taking commissions digital commissions and traditional commissions. I'm working from this uh, two years ago. So you can find my, my illustrations in all the social media I mentioned before on and my cosplays too. <laughs> every, every cosplay we mentioned here and my favorite ones, they are in my social media. So you can take a look and you you can't add me as a friend and comment everyone you want to ask me about the characters my commissions my illustrations everything is open so well and i'm part of the Casa here so the Casa has his social media too uh i don't know the, <laughs> in twitter in facebook in instagram in youtube and twitch twitch, twitch tiktok no no not yet, not yet but soon 
And yes, wow. we had a dick dog, but I think that erased with my older uh, cell phone. <laughs> okay, it's, it's your account, okay. So, Rightness Media, mm, Rightness Media. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I have separate the, the accounts uh, of fandoms, uh, Sanseya fandoms. Uh, it uh, Amazonomachia one, no, with number, no, Amazonomachia one, number one. Uh, in Twitter, Facebook, no, Facebook, yes, uh, Instagram. But, and if you want to see my work like cosplayer, you can go to in Twitter, Big Soon with X. In Instagram, Bichun, Bichun Lee. Uh, in Facebook, Bichun uh, Lee either. Um, okay. I don't. That's all. That, oh. that will be all. <laughs> all righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for sitting down with me and, you know, sharing, sharing your experiences from Argentina and also sharing your experiences as, as, you know, in the fandom and all that stuff. It's really good that you guys opened up, and I understand that like that that English is a very difficult thing to talk about, and especially when it's when you don't it's not your first language. But I do appreciate you guys took the effort, and I really, really do appreciate you guys coming on here to the show and just like opening up to to the world about what what's well, you know, about the fandom and like your and your journeys and stuff like that. You know, I really am proud that you guys that you that you guys come you guys are here and you guys got to explain a lot of it. So, um. So with that said, with that said, um, if I might be so, I might, but that's <laughs> I'm confusing my words here. So with that said, I'm gonna send it off to Ramses in the future to either sign off or just play us into the next segment. So Ramses, okay. the future, take it on. Okay, thank you very much for inviting us. Uh, it was a really <laughs> yeah, it was a really hard effort to speak in English, but we are really really happy to invite us and to open us this window for English community because. We have a depth with you. So sorry about that and thank you. <laughs> All right. So thank you for invite invite us and for I don't know, see our work uh, and share uh, with the community the speak the English community, the American <laughs> English community. Um I don't know, um uh mm. the, the perspective of our country, of our a podcast. I don't know. I it, it's it's very fun. Uh, share our experience together. And we're back. Uh, yeah. So it it, it it was interesting. It's like you know, it was interesting doing that interview with them like a couple of months back because um, I like they, they were they they were really excited. They were really really enthused to actually do this. They're really enthused to do this. And it tells you that's like you know. Even like even as far as like Argentina, a lot of there's a lot of fans from like all over the world that that want to discuss things say with the English community, and I I, I want to give them more I want to give those people more of a platform because I my goal with Saint Seiya is I have multiple I have multiple things with Saint Seiya I have multiple goals with Saint Seiya, but for the English speaking for the English speaking like world of Saint Seiya, what I want to do is like I want to bring a little I want to bring the fandom a little bit closer to everybody. I want the English people. Uh, English people to speak with like the speak with the Spanish people and stuff like that. I know sometimes things don't work out sometimes, like because you know different cultures, different and different people just don't jive with with some with some things. But it's fine, but I just don't want the I just don't want us to be ignored. I don't want I don't want the English speaking part of the of the fandom to be ignored. And I also want to I also want to I also want the, the experiences of like other people from around the world to sh share their experiences with us as well. 
and this is like one of the, this was like one of the things that this is one of one of the great things about the about doing the show is like I want to I can talk to people about this like their experiences how they got into the how they got into the series and what they do in the series as well. Um, recently too, and I forgot to talk about this in, on, on the stuff that we were on on the show notes or, or the stuff like beforehand. But I also talked with Mao from the from the from the uh, Aquarius Camus, and I said you know hey he he asked me a question like hey you know what's the like, what was your motivation of doing the Saint Seiya podcast? Well, obviously, because I knew a lot of people who did a lot of podcasts, especially on like, stuff that was based on like stuff that like here in the United States is not that popular, like here, like you know, Detective Conan and whatnot. So I figured, hey, you know, um, it just like say I just I did this show because like it, there was no there's no one that was doing it, and I figured like hey, you know, if you like it's the old adage, you know, if you build it, they will come, and you know, slowly but surely we've been doing that, so. I do really appreciate that. I really do appreciate people like Mao, and I also do appreciate the the Siavacasa team for coming for you know talking about their experiences with the series and telling what they do and stuff like that. Again, I cannot stress this enough that you guys got to check them out, even though they do speak Spanish. They're really the nicest people, and like they are the nicest fans in the world, and like you know we're in constant contact with each other. Mm -hmm. Just most loveliest host you can ever speak to. So like I'll leave a link to like all their stuff that they do because like not only are they podcast hosts but they also do amazing cosplay as well. You may have seen a lot of their cosplay. I don't know. I don't know how much more I can say. Like how much more praise I can give the, uh, these two amazing ladies. They're pretty awesome. I actually follow their podcast and uh, I've been in touch with them from a couple of occasions on Twitter. They're pretty awesome. Like you should check them out. And I I just want to say from a personal aspect of me knowing very little Spanish. Um, and trying to integrate into the the fandom because there is such a huge Spanish-speaking population of Saint Seiya fans. Um, don't be afraid to interact just because you speak different languages. Almost all social media platforms have translation services. And I get comments a lot whenever I post about Saint Seiya stuff that are in Spanish. And I'm sure that that person is either multilingual knows enough english to get by or use the translation thing and i can use the translation you know the the translator right back and still hold on it's it's not going to be a perfect conversation of course but it, it's a serviceable conversation and it's it's enough to connect with other people like I, people the the language barrier seems intense and and hard to overcome but it's really not in 2020 as we approach 2023 so um don't be afraid to 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 post something or or if you see somebody post in spanish don't feel like you have to use a translator to respond to them because those services are in place and you it it's better to make an effort than to not do anything i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah and like you know uh, like i said if there's if you guys have any any kind of um any kind of problems or anything that you guys want like you want me to communicate to this, to the english speaking people or to english to spanish or spanish to english i'm here I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to say, hey, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to be like the, I'm willing to be the buffer between two people about that. And hey, like you know, if it means, if it means, if it means our, our if it means that our little circle can grow a lot bigger, perfect. So you mentioned, you mentioned earlier, you just mentioned a couple of seconds ago, Comrade Furry, about 2022. Since this is going to be our last episode, I wanted to, I wanted to put this last question to you guys before we, before we go. What was your favorite thing of 2022 that you enjoyed within Saint Seiya? Um, why did you go first? Me? You you cut That's out. Awesome. Sorry, who did you say? I said, I said, okay, I said, Mankos, why don't you go first? As in, like, I, I said, like, hey, why don't we talk about our favorite things of 2022? Because uh, oh, favorite, favorite things of Saint Seiya wise, I, I can I can speak about 2022 about the animes I watched and stuff like that. But 
Insane sale wise, what was your favorite thing of 2022? Oh man, I I have so many because this year was really awesome for 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 that for me. I mean, okay, I have three that I want to highlight. The first is uh, uh, being giving the opportunity to join you guys to be able to talk about something that I'm extremely passionate about and that I, I to to be part of a project such as this one. Definitely being able to join you and have this conversation uh, with you has been the probably one of the highlights of my of my entire year, not just in Sayawise, in general. Then uh, I would have to say that not so much because of the series itself, but I would say that the CGI show, with all its ups and downs and be, being actually committing, to, having a reason to actually committing to watch it and have that context for, for the series, and also seeing how it has gone up, up and down, but in general up in, in quality. And seeing so many people, regardless of how they feel about it, just talk about it and bring attention to the series. That would be my second highlight. Like the CGI show kind of re- revi- revitalizing that conversation for good or ill, but it revi- revitalized it. And finally, uh, I'm sorry, but this just has to be the number one spot. The the Pegasus Fantasy Concert was an experience that i will never forget it was one of the best experiences of my life in in for many many reasons and i am i am so glad that i was able to be there and to to experience it firsthand i I, yeah like we 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 already recorded a podcast about that and it's it's just it's it's so amazing hearing about you guys experience and not just you but also from like everybody else i've been hearing as well that 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 have that have shared experiences it's just Makes me so happy that you that 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 you guys had experienced that firsthand, and like people like me and Comrade Furry can see videos online. But I but I appreciate that. That's no different than just being in that within that arena, just listening to it live. I think I've said that before. That about that's like you know that there's a, there's a huge difference between like us, like us seeing it online and you experiencing it. So you experiencing it is just phenomenal i really i really like i i'm really proud that you guys got you get you got to experience that firsthand comrade of furry your best of 2022 of saint Seiya. i mean not to copy off of off of uh ben haas but really joining the podcast at, well listening to the podcast because i i don't want to I, I don't want to like stroke your ego because we're friends now but like i listened to the podcast for a while before I reached out in any capacity um, because I, I'm just, you know, Saint Seiya is one of the animes that is, was really important to me from childhood. Um, but being able to join the podcast and have that as a window to meet other English speaking Saint Seiya fans, like I, I love all of our worldwide audience, but the, the English fandom is so fractured. And I can't tell you how many times I've mentioned Saint Seiya to somebody and they're surprised. They're like, oh, I didn't know anybody else knew about that because it was only on Cartoon Network for a brief time. And it was after, you know, the big heyday and kind of, in my opinion, in the wrong, it, it, it kind of came out at the wrong time. It should have came out, you know, back when Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball were blowing up all over Toonami and stuff like that. But that, I digress. We're so, the fans over here are so fractured that it's it's so important to have a place where everybody can come together and whether people interact with us online or whether they just listen and they feel like they're like, it it sounds cheesy, but to feel seen because it's not a fandom that gets a lot of recognition. I think that that's really important. And I am so happy that I can be a part of that and that I, I can be involved in that. 
Um, the other thing that I was really happy about that came out of this year, um, which is, it, it might sound a little bit random, but I love the Ben Presto prize game, Crane game figures, because one thing that has been a huge barrier for me with the Saint Seiya fandom is something that we actually talked about a lot in this particular episode is the cost of the the items that they release. Saint Seiya doesn't really do low end merchandise like cheaper merchandise, and I don't mean cheap like poor quality. I mean cheap like costing. Even <laughs> even the things that don't cost a lot get jacked up in price in the secondhand market because it's in such high demand. So to have these widely spread out figures that were available on U.S. websites, even like GameStop and Amazon and things like that. To be at cost, at, at retail cost of around $20 was amazing to me. And it makes me so happy. I have four of the six that have been released so far. The other two I'm working on getting. But to look over at the shelf to my left every day while I'm working and like right now while I'm recording and see a piece of Saint Seiya merchandise that I was able to acquire without hurting my bank account to such a degree that I might not be able to pay a bill this month is, is very, very, very refreshing to me. So I would say a good combination of Bandai sort of recognizing that there is a market for lower to mid range figures and, you know, becoming a, a more integral part of the community for the English speaking side of this, of this fandom were my two things. for. It's just going to be very, very difficult for me because you know if, if you come right for everyone knows this best but when you know when i was doing the show i i predicted that like this that the cgi show would never come back i thought it was gonna i thought it was all but over with that show because of the radio silence and stuff like that but you know at july that 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 july 4th weekend was just like it reinvigorated my my love for saint say again because not only did we get to see the CGI series, but for the first time, the manga was like out of was out of like limbo. People can actually like like read the manga now. And I know, I know, uh, I know, uh, I know. You guys are, I know, kind of afraid he would rather have it like physically. And that's perfectly fine. But finally, having the manga accessible to most people via the the Shonen Jump app was, I think, like the best piece of news I've I've heard in quite a while because i honestly believe that like the, the manga I, it, despite its flaws is a great place to like go and at a time when there's very little little of the same original saint Seiya stuff out available having it available as low as 199 a month is mm -hmm. just phenomenal like that's like the best thing you, that's like the best thing you can have and it's like you know if you're and there's so many other series you can check out too and it's like so like so it was one of the things where it's like you come for Saint Seiya and you stay for like Chainsaw Man. That that's what ended up happening with me. <laughs> or I stay with Spy Family, which has been like my serotonin, my, my 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 serotonin whenever I feel sad. But regardless, it's like it's it's having that access to that stuff like right on the fly. Like I just turn on the app and start reading it whenever I want. That for me, I think is like the best thing that that people should be taking a little bit more note of. That that's because since it's it's there and it's available, and you can read it and like you know. Despite the spotty translation at times, it's still one of the. It's still. It's still. If they didn't really send the only thing that they put in, that the only thing that they had to like ch do changes with is just the name changes. They still retain a lot of like the blood and gore and a lot of those weird scenes that of, of the manga itself. So, you know, despite despite it coming from like being a product of the Deke era, it still retained a lot of the, the original stuff that it was known for. So I'm really, I'm really, really appreciative of that. And yeah, the the, the TV show, the the CGI show coming back, you know. 
whether we liked it or not, you know, hey, you know, that's a, that's that that's a decision. That's a whole different different discussion. I'm still kind of on the fences. I say it's getting better, but you know, we don't know what's gonna happen with season three and whatnot. And like I said, I already ruled the series as done. Like I didn't think that I did not think for one minute that the the CGI series was absolutely done with because like because of the radio silence. In reality, it's like it's just that that's how the nature of how how deals work. And I didn't and I didn't put that in consideration and. Well, here we are. Now we have. Now we're. Now we we got them on season two, and season three is coming. So, you know, hey, I can't wait for. I can't wait for that to come to to come to fruition. And other than that, you know, of course, doing the show, doing the show as well. Like doing the show has been incredible. You know, when I started the show back in back in twenty twenty, I, I I was I was in a very different place mentally. And then like the pandemic happened, and then like just. I just I was not like prepared for it, but then talking to like people like Kamen Rider Furry, and then talk to other people as well, like all the our former hosts that we had before. They all again, you guys in there at the initial at the start was really fun, and then you coming in at the as a pinch as as initially as like a pinch hitter, if you will, and then you just knocking out of the park, and now you're on full you're on full on rotation. You finally gave us something to you finally gave us something that we really needed, Ben Cost, which is consistency. We're able to, other than this last couple, these last couple of days, and what's what happened with the, this, what what happened, what's going to be happening soon. We've been consistent with all of our with all of our shows, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we got to do so much, and you know, I got to do, and we got to do, meet and talk to so many people in in the fandom. You know, we got to talk to Marlene Sharp. You know, you know, despite despite that interview going kind of, despite that interview, you know. Despite that interview being kind of weird, and you know we didn't get that much answers. It was fascinating hearing her side of the story about what she went at her time working at a company, and then talking, then talking to, then having that, then talking about the the then talking about the live action movie out from the San Diego Pat, the San Diego Comic Con panel with the, with the people who were there. Talking to you, Bankas, and also talking to to Pollux as well about about the about the um, about the concert. You know, it's stuff like that. It's stuff that, that that it's stuff like we really talking to the fans, just talking to everybody and bringing them all together, and just in, in one place was just was I think was my favorite thing. Like that's I think like the best part. Like other than, like doing the show is one thing, but you know I always say like you know one of the things that it's like one of the things I absolutely love is like I love talking about it. I love I just love like just being around people. Like I I work better when I'm with around when I'm work, when I'm around people, and I do appreciate that you guys every week. Oh, except these last couple of weeks. Or, you know, because things happened. You know, uh, we think, you know, we were able to come back, you know, every two weeks, you know, we we're on the dot. Like, you know, we had a set time. We had everything, you know, we got everything set. And, like, we got it out. We got it out that, that later that Sunday. And, like, people were people listening to it, you know? And, like I said, I don't inflate. I don't want to, like, inflate my own ego either or anything like that. But, like, yeah, doing the show was, I think, one of the was, was one of the biggest highlights as well. But in terms of, like, actual, like, Things of like Saint Seiya wise, like those two things would be like the the, C, the the return of the CGI show and then putting it out the manga on um on the show and Jump App was I think like the biggest fan like within fandom type of thing, but um yeah I mean that's about it for practice is the end of the show for this year you know um is there any final things you'd like to say before we go for like until twenty twenty three guys. In my case, all I would have to say is that I hope uh, well, for for the listeners I, uh, and for you guys as well. I hope that uh, you have a wonderful uh, holidays. Uh, whatever you practice, whatever you believe, whatever you you do in these times, I hope that you have a wonderful time. 
I hope that the the next year comes, and while I'm sure it will have its ups and downs as well, like any other year, hopefully it's the ups will be good for everybody here listening and for us as well. I think it's going to be a very strong year as well. Uh, 2023 is definitely going to give us a lot to talk about because there are many things coming that will probably direct the way that the franchise moves on with the conclusion of Next Dimension and other stuff. Uh, probably new projects will be coming as well. The movie, like there are a lot of things to look forward to. And I think that uh, we, there will be a lot of good things to look forward to in 2023. So I think it will be, a, we, we will have a wonderful year to, to, to have new topics and discussions about. Or for any final thoughts on twenty uh, uh before you before you leave on like in general any last message any last thoughts anything last thing you want to discuss? I I just want to again thank everybody that listens, everybody that interacts, um the people that don't interact. Thank you as well because I completely understand being and like there's there's all kinds of like anxiety and things like that and you know even something as simple as sending a tweet can be anxiety inducing. So. You don't feel like you have to interact, but I, I'm very thankful that we are seeing people's reactions to episodes, people making memes about us sometimes, which was something surreal that I've never had happen to me before. But just everybody just being so positive, because at the end of the day, we're just three people sitting on various points of the planet talking about a, an animated children's television show. It's really not that serious. It's supposed to be fun. And that's the energy that we try to emulate. And I'm so glad that it's coming across to people that at the end of the day, we're not taking it very serious. Well, I mean, we take it seriously in that, like we're going to be professional about it, but not so seriously as in like, we're not afraid to have jokes. We're not afraid to analyze something that, we love in a critical way and people are responding fairly positively. I would say almost entirely positively to this. And it just, it, it makes me excited. It makes me feel much less dismal than I did. I would say at the beginning of this year, before, before we started, before I started this journey on this podcast, I didn't have the most positive outlook for the St. Seiya fandom in English-speaking countries because I had attempted to show it to people. I had attempted to talk to people about it before and it come up empty-handed for the most part. So it's it's nice to know that there's people out there and though our numbers aren't strong, we're all really supportive of each other and we all want the same thing and that's for this to be successful, for Bandai and, and Toei to pay attention to us <laughs> in English-speaking regions occasionally. And I, I think that the only thing that can come out of this is positive by talking about it and by reminding everybody out there that, you know, we exist and we want to be a part of the fandom and we want to be integrated into everything just like everywhere else. So I, it's, it's been a very positive experience here and I'm very thankful to have been a part of this so far. And I hope that next year, like Ben Haas says, we're not going to be running out of things to talk about anytime soon. I mean, we still got another, like what, like 60 episodes or 50 episodes to go in the basic series. We've got, you know, another season of the CGI show coming out. We've got plenty of toys and the movie whenever they decide that's going to be released. So there's going to be plenty for us to talk about next year. So I'm, I'm thankful that we have done the groundwork now so that we can have fun next year when we come back. 
Yeah, and I'm just I'm just happy that you know there's that a lot more people are, are being a lot more receptive to what we're doing. There's the, like there's a lot more upswell to what we're doing, and like I just want to continue this. Post- I just want to continue this upswell. That's all I want. Like you know, even though we're gonna take a break, you know, I do I do hope that people do listen to like the earlier episodes and do share this episode. They do share it, and I'm gonna try to do my best to like make it more widely available as well, and try to be available at more different places. And like I said, like I, I won't be completely either. I won't be completely um I won't be completely taking a break either. Like I, I, I am gonna take a break for personal reasons for, for a couple for a couple of weeks, but after that, like once once that's done, I'm gonna be like full throttle doing stuff behind the scenes. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a different show from what you're listening to to what you're listening to right now. Uh, that's all I'll say. It's like things are think we're we're already putting things in place for 2023 that I'm really happy about. I'm really proud of, and I'm really excited to talk to tell you guys. But unfortunately, a lot of um, unfortunately a lot of um, unfortunately a lot of those plans were scrapped. And now, but you know, as we look forward further on to 2023, I like I cannot wait to share with you guys what I have planned. Okay, I can't wait for you to share with me what you got planned. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I think. I, for the most part, I think I, I told you for told you most of the things. <laughs> and I, I haven't told you guys. I haven't told you guys. I haven't told you guys the, the part where I where, where I where I like I, I put your brains in, in a jar and, we, and you guys are eternally my my um eternally my host for the rest of your lives. I ain't got to even start, <laughs> dude. Like, um, but all joking aside, all joking aside, we we better we better head out here. Um, Fancast, is there anything you would like to promote? Anything you would like to tell us that you went up to that you would like to inform us the the fans to, to check out? Uh, well, yeah. My, if, if you are interested in in checking, uh, I retweet a lot of Saint Seiya related stuff. Uh, a few other things as well on my personal Twitter account, to, uh, if it's still there by the time we return next year. But uh, okay, for the time being, assuming that it is, uh, uh, follow me. Uh, well, uh, check out my Twitter, which is at Mexican Geek Five Hundred Two. I also have an Instagram account where I intend to. Well, I have posted my first uh, draw illustration. I intend to do more illustrations in the future. I am working on one right now, but I am slow. I'm as slow as a slowpoke. So do do bear in mind that it'll probably be like it's not gonna be updated too often. But I will be putting stuff there. My Instagram. It's uh, it's follow me. Uh, it's Crateris Benjes. Uh, so be sure to check that out. And finally. There is something that I'm working on, but I don't want to say any details until I actually, I, I, I'm just started working on it. And until I think I have more substantial things, I would not like to just get high hopes until I think I have more work put into it. But I am working on something and I do intend to put it out and you'll be hearing about it. So be sure to follow me to find out what that is. All righty then. Comrade Furry, any, anything you like to promote before we go? Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Common Rider Furry. Um, I need to start working on my Instagram a little bit more. Um, I haven't posted there in a little while. I, I update my stories more frequently than anything else, but I, I will work on that, uh, especially because who knows how much longer Twitter has on live support. Um, well, I'm hoping that we can get over this because I do enjoy the 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 more personal uh, feel that, that uh, Twitter has. But anyway, I digress. Um, maybe by the maybe by the time we come back from our break, the vacuum for the next social media will be filled, and we can promote some other things. Um, but for now, I also have another uh, podcast that is called Ancient Anime that comes out every other week. 
Um, the previous episode, I had my first ever celebrity guest on, and we talked about Pokemon the Movie 2000, which was super, super fun. I listened to it. Um, That's so much. That, is, that was an incredible episode. I really loved it. Uh, it was so it was so weird because I don't have a lot of furry friends and Astrid, um, Astrid Aurelia from Dragula, which uh, Dragula Titans is airing every Tuesday on Shudder, I believe is the app that it's on. Um, but I digress. Like, I, I never... I've never really talked like voice to voice with another furry really before because it's such a it's it's such a niche fandom um, that I just don't have a lot of furry friends. So it was really like surreal to like make jokes about uh, this Pokemon is hot or something like that. And the other person be like, you know what? You're right. I'm like, oh, whoa, what? But anyway, um, the next episode is going to be completely different. It's going to be with my best friend. oldest friend i guess you could say i've known her since i was a teenager a little annoying thing and we are going to be talking about ghost in the shell which is the which will be really fun um this is her first time doing anything podcasting and she did so much research and was just so knowledgeable it's one of her favorite movies and it's i just there there were times in the episode where i just stopped talking and just let her talk because she just loves the movie that much so it's going to be another really fun episode to listen to and we've got maybe two more that'll come out before the end of the year and then i'm going to take a break in january um so that i don't get burnt out from both podcasts at the same time because we're the cosmocast may come back january mid-january sometime around there so i want to have that month off so i can dedicate that month to number one relaxing and number two making sure that our comeback here is strong and fun. And also, too, you gotta prepare you gotta prepare for the other podcasts we're doing as well. Yeah, so I'm not half-assing anything, basically, is what I'm saying. But yeah, um, I let Ramses promote that other podcast, even though it was my idea, and there's vocal record of it on a, on one of the random episodes of Cosmocast. I will let him take credit for it. Oh, no, no, I'll give you yeah. credit. I'll give you credit. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Uh, but no, like, go ahead and follow me. I, I love talking about stuff i um i've been live tweeting both dragula and uh rupaul's drag race because there's always a season of drag race so that's fun to do as well but yeah um love interacting with you guys and uh keep the memes coming that's been my favorite part of this experience so make more memes (laughs) all right so of course we um if you don't follow what i do i you can follow me on twitter at l underscore ramses I pretty much talk about everything, usually about like you know what what I'm playing, what I'm doing in life. You know, I've been I've been doing I've been a little less active. I've been mainly because like I've been staying up at weird hours in the morning watching um watching like football, soccer. It's like I'm in, I'm an insane man whenever whenever when the when the World Cup pops up when the World Cup pops up. So yeah, so like it's a weird time. It's a weird time every four years where you're gonna hear me talk about sports ball relentlessly. So if you're if you're into that sports ball. Then hey, if you're into the footy as they will, you go follow my, my Twitter at l underscore Ramsey's. I have uh, I have another I have another podcast called the the um, Saturday Morning Squadron. Our last episode we had a rather rather lengthy episode about um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We discussed a lot of things and we went into like a lot of personal th- a lot of personal things as well. So if you want to get a little more in depth and talk about me talking a little bit about my about my about my life and stuff like that. You're more than welcome to check that out. It's at um at satamsquad.tumblr.com. The address is satamsquad.tumblr.com. Um, we and Conrad Frey we're gonna start another podcast called Sailor Moon Says. It's gonna be a geek. It's gonna be a Sailor Moon uh, podcast dedicated to the geek era of Sailor Moon, 
we're hoping we can launch this in 2023, hopefully around the same time that we come back. But, you know, it's depending on how things are going. But, yeah, things are looking up so far. Unfortunately, like I said, because of what, because of complications, like I, th- I, had, I was going to do something earlier, but now, unfortunately, all my plans are have to wait until, like, until I come back and I'm 100% ready to, to commit to this. So, yeah, when that, when that comes up, I will be sure to, like, post it on our um, Twitter, which is at stcosmocast on Twitter. And I believe I secured us a. I secured. I finally secured us on Hive. I secured Cosmocast. So hey, we're 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 first at the gate to get the Cosmocast name on Hive. So thumbs up all the way. Um, if you want to know more about what we do, oh, before that, um, I, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, and I keep forgetting this, is that I was on a Cuadrilla de Camus show hosted by Mao. Mao was supposed to be on our uh, about our SECC episode, but unfortunately. Complications with his connection with with his mic caused it, so we well, so that one ha- that was not that didn't happen unfortunately. So, uh, you can catch me if you want. It's apparently in Spanish, but if you if you want to get the gist of it, you know, find me. I usually I'm lurking on the I'm usually lurking on the um, the comment section if you need like translation or you want me to give you like the gist of the interview. I'm, I'm always I'm always willing to like help out like the people to like, give it a listen. Also, too, if, like if you're, if you're there from if you're there from that podcast. You don't, you want to listen to it? Please, like you know, I, please speak up, and I would love to hear from you guys as well. We have a, a website www.stcosmocast.com. Again, the address is stcosmocast.com. Um, you can find all of our show notes, all of our information about the host, and just where you can listen to, and all that all that good stuff as well. So just give that a listen. And I believe we secured also because um, uh, the last time we had this, it was kind of weird because like I do I do understand that a lot of people do listen to it on YouTube. So what we so what it is is I I kind of like I kind of did that thing where you have to where you can put a short name so it's like that YouTube YouTube.com at Anthony's project because it's not just my it's not just the podcast with all my other like YouTube stuff that I post as well so if you want to check out my the like the episodes on YouTube and also check out like what I like other stuff I might be putting up it's at YouTube.com forward slash at Anthony's project and I'll post a link up to that on our show notes as well. To say this, guys, but I have to say goodbye for for 2022, guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really do appreciate it, especially in this time where I like I really need I really need to be with someone and just get my mind off a few things. So I do appreciate all of you guys listening to the show, and I do hope that everybody has a wonderful 2022 and have a wonderful 2023 as well. I will see you all hopefully in January of 2023, pending whatever happens. You know. Knock on wood. So, for me, I'm Ramses, for Bankas, and for Conrad of Furry, I'm here to tell you all, bring that cosmos. And I'll see you all in 2023. Bye! Bye! Bye.